Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Your Impact Attack. Yes, it is Your Impact Attack here on ChannelAttitude.com. It's the free view. It's the free for view. And I am Colin Song, and we are here each and every week with, uh, I'm not going to do it like Ray, uh, a Rip Rogers guy. Uh, you just did vet. it like Ray. You just did, did it. You did. just did, did it, it like Ray. Ray. Do you have uh, any wrestling legends to ambush me with this week? No, no, none whatsoever. Uh, uh, let me uh, hang on one second. Eric, Eric, I got to let you go. Sorry, um, I had to let Eric <laughs> Bischoff go. Um, Damn. Yep, and uh, the third man in the <laughs> you booth. You fucker, mother. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do sometimes, bet. Our third man in the booth, ladies and gentlemen. Too much rice. Got a carbo load. You don't want a carbo load like Zicky Dice. Do you want to be like our man here, Brandon? Carbo load on some rice. Man, Zicky blew it tonight. Yes, he did. Big time. Well, what have we been saying, guys? More with Zicky Dice. Why is he just sitting here doing nothing, and all of a sudden he gets a world title match against the one and only savior? Uh, don't tell me they're not listening. <laughs> they're totally listening. We've got Zicky Dice against Moose. He's the he's the mystery opponent here on the free for view yeah. portion. Spoiler. At Spoiler alert. And live on the YouTube at Hameen Media Group. Uh, check us out each and every week. We go live uh, anywhere between 12 and 1 a.m. Tuesday morning, and it is Monday sometimes uh, time. for the vet. Uh, vet, what's it like in the past? Man, it's it's dark, it's cold, it's lonely. Uh, nothing's uh, happened here in the future. Yeah, I, I it doesn't look like it has, but um, you know, I'll be there with you guys shortly. Okay, three hours. Um, just uh. Or, or as, or as I like to call it, a short Big Ray podcast. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. And we got some of our regulars, you know, showing up. You got Buckshot Kid always, right? Like you yeah, just know if there's an impact Ray. attack, there's a Buckshot Kid. He's right there. Lizbeth has been uh, joining us with her insomnia in full effect recently. Uh, Javi's always here. Um, Sonic is here. Uh, so we got a good uh, we got a good core group to to start, and I'm sure more people will trickle in. More people will trickle uh, in as the show goes on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vet, did you do anything this week? No, I just sat here from last week waiting for the new Impact Attack to record. Wow, I did not move. I hey, did not no, breathe. That, that's a lie. You did uh, NXT. <clears throat> uh, I know, but it's in the same place, so I just sat here. <laughs> you just. I just moved. And I, I broadcast the from the same location, so as soon as it's as soon as I'm scheduled or not, uh, I just turn the computer on. Next level, turn it on. Light the fuse, turn it on. Impact attack, turn it on. <laughs> what are the smack attack guys doing? Did they invite me or not? Turn it on. You know, just check in with those guys. Oh, no, we weren't invited. We were in the chat for the smack attack this mm-hmm. past weekend. Although Making James did in. say he thought about inviting me. <laughs> I think he always thinks about it. I think he wants to add me uh, to the as a as a three man booth for the smack attack, right? I just 
I as as flattering as it is, um, I told those guys. All, all kidding aside, like I told those guys, like, look, I I do enjoy talking wrestling with all you guys, even if it's wrestling I hate. I do enjoy hanging out. I do enjoy being a part of HMG. I will enjoy sweeping the hammies and all that stuff. But I like that shows have every show has its own identity. You know, James and John, they've got their own thing and it works and I like it and I don't mind popping in every once in a while, but I don't want to just oversaturate HMG and kind of take it over. You know, the only person that should, uh, you know, the guy with the name on the door, that's the, that's the important guy. And and I like to fill in for people, um, but I want everybody to have their own identity. So I, even though I enjoy being on the shows, I, I want each show to feel like different, even the ones that I am on. Um, I don't want to, I really, uh, don't want to like make this like the vet media group. I really don't, but, uh, no, it's Huber media group to, to some people. <laughs> well, I mean, teach their own, I suppose. Yes, that is true. Uh, uh, let's see. It's the free for view. So I, th- I feel mm-hmm. like we should give people a little taste of what we had here at impact wrestling. Um, so I think we can, we can probably go on ahead and spoil, the uh, Ring of Honor invasion that happened. Let's talk about commentary because uh, I drove home and I listened to the show uh, on on. I put it on like the show and I listened to it on, over the radio. Uh, so it was very. It's like listening to a football game. So Tom, Impact Wrestling Tom, Podcast. <laughs> Tom, Tommy Styles had to go it alone after his partner D'Lo Brown was taken out viciously by the uh, the. NW, the Ring of Honor version of NWO, uh, Matt Taven, uh, Mike Bennett, uh, uh, PCO, uh, Vinny Marcellia, PCO, and uh, and uh, uh, Maria Canellis uh, Bennett, and uh, PCO uh, flips off the table, and the the, the table tables are working from Japan this week. Vet <laughs> um, working stiff doesn't break the first time, breaks the second time as they jump all over right. D'Lo. Now this is not. Two ninety-pound uh, women no. trying to do this break the table <laughs> spot. This is fucking PCO and D'Lo Brown, who is grossly overweight. He's back to his, uh, he's back to his uh, nation of domination, getting a uh, you know pro river plunge on top of a car. Oh wait, mm-hmm. I just want to answer uh, Buckshot Kid's question. I have not had a chance to watch that yet, unfortunately. What, watch what, Brandon? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, Brandon, did you watch Zicky Dice Outlandish Paradise Wrestling Show? I have not had a chance to yet, unfortunately. Yes, and follow-up question, what the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, while we wait for... That is true, uh, Buckshot Kid. Why no security? There was no... no. Yeah, that's a good question. That is a very good question. More guards! No guards, more guards came out. Refs, more refs came out to come and check on D'Lo and chase those guys away from the ring. Um, Then later on, we get another uh, invasion angle as after uh, Deanna Prazo takes on Roxy. We won't spoil it here. You'll have to listen on Channel Attitude to get the uh, full review of that match. Uh, Maria Kanellis comes out and the Ring of Honor invasion beats up Matthew Raywalt, um, who is is, uh, ringside assisting... Uh, Tom new name as Matt Taven was calling him uh, uh, that's pretty that's pretty funny I'll like give it him. up that's yeah, not yeah, bad that's pretty funny uh, Tom Tommy new name uh, or I was calling him Tommy Styles because he had to go it alone uh, this week on impact with a little bit of help from from fellow 
wrestlers that came and, and helped out. But uh, Vet, let's go to you. What are your thoughts first on the Ring of Honor invasion angle that we have going on here at Impact? Well, we love invasion angles, don't we? It's it's one of the only two uh, storylines that anybody knows how to do anymore. I don't. I, excuse me. Let me let me correct that. The only two storylines that people try to do anymore. Um, it's really if you break it down, there's only two things that they even try, and that is invasion angle or authority figure versus some rebellious main eventer. Those are the only two storylines people have. Usually, uh, the latter is associated with the WWE, and the invasions are associated with every other company ever. Uh, usually, Eric Bischoff. It's like they're just recycling their most successful ideas. Eric Bischoff did this NWO thing, and he's been trying to recreate it ever since. Not that he's doing it here, but uh, you know he did do it in Impact before with Aces and Eights, if everybody remembers. Um and, you know, they've tried the authority figure thing after Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, they've done that, uh, you know, with various wrestlers with varying degrees of success. So they're always trying to recapture their past glory. And it's kind of sad. And it kind of shows you where wrestling is, where it's just the same old stuff. And they're trying to, like, repackage it to you. But they're being way more obvious about it than they should be. I'd really like to see people... If they're going to revisit these things, I'd like to see them do a little something slightly different than has been done in the past. Instead of just wrestlers showing up, beating up other wrestlers, and the announcer saying, what's he doing here? What are they doing here? You know, I'm so sick of that, and it's embarrassing. It's not going to get people interested. No one believes it. It's just the same lazy, recycled stuff. Brandon, wouldn't you agree? Uh, to, and to a degree, I mean, they're actually kind of even kind of following the same script as the NWO and they're trying to questioning, you know, uh, like the parent company of ROH Sinclair when they're talking about Baltimore and they're denying it, denying it. Well, that could just be a Bischoff swerve where he was denying everything and turned out, oh, he was with them the whole time. Yeah. So I do like that wrinkle uh, that the Ring of Honor is separate within the company because why would everybody in an entire company that spends their entire existence fighting each other and creating drama amongst each other why would they all of a sudden all be friends and just come into this other wrestling company right so i like the wrinkle of uh are they or aren't they um they're using jonathan gresham here as a as a sort of like a a, a focal point of you know um but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later too um but so yeah, I, I, that's the part I do like that they're doing a little bit different. Uh, but even that still has been done before, like you said. Yeah, not some bad stuff there. Uh, the the uh, Matthew Raywald stuff uh, towards the end there. Um, <laughs> Vinny Marcellia is out there with no shoes on. Um, looking He's not like, the only one tonight. Look, looking like we'll Ring of Honor. Looking like a Ring of Honor Bray Wyatt, and. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do and where they go with this this angle uh, and and who will overcome because they, they did also have some backstage stuff as uh, Eddie Edwards got beat up. Eddie Edwards is never alone. Just remember that, guys. He's always got Kenny. He's never alone. And not, not Kenny Omega. Kenny the Kendo Stick. Um, and uh, Willie Mack 
and and Rishwan get involved. Um, and then even the VBD and the Good Brothers, uh, they get their licks in as well. A little a little foreshadowing there if you want to find out more. Make sure you head on over to channelattitude.com. Check out the rest of the show. Uh, this has been, I'm, I'm assuming, the free-for-view here. They might cut it off. They might edit it here. It usually goes for about 15 minutes. Right. Do you have anything else you want to add? Did you watch the UFC mm. this weekend? Uh, I did not. But I saw you tweeting about it, so if you'd like to share your uh, opinions on that, then I, as a resident opinion haver, will sit back and, uh, and, and listen and soak for a in change. an opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was Calvin Cater uh, versus uh, G- Giga Chikadze, and Giga's kind of this kickboxer guy. He's very, very uh, dynamic striker, uh, a great striker, some might say. Uh, but Calvin Cater's a tough dude. Went five rounds where Max Holloway was just beating the crap out of him. I think you saw that fight too as well, right? Uh, no. Uh, good. You should go back and check that. Uh, Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway. Max Holloway just beats the crap out of Calvin Cater for like five rounds. Basically what Calvin Cater did to Giga Chikadze in this. But Chikadze started the first round coming out in really nice. Uh, probably could have gotten a finish had he not slipped. And then uh, he sat on top of him pretty much the rest of the round uh, Cater did. And then... From there on out, you could tell he was tired. He was blocking with his face. He was leaving his hands down. He looked way worse after the fight than than uh, than Cater did. And it's a, it's definitely a good fight to go check out. Uh, ex- exciting, one of those wars where you're kind of wondering how this dude's still standing up at the end of the fight, but they're still just going at it. Was this on a fight night or? Yeah, this was a UFC Vegas okay. fight night, forty five, forty six, something like that. All right. Um, yeah, I don't recall seeing that that match uh, with Holloway before I might have, but I don't think so. Uh, so it was this a, uh, so this was a real one. This wasn't a, uh, a yeah, this was fight? a real one. It wasn't work. Okay. They didn't go and get makeup done. Nobody was gigging <laughs> themselves. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the next big, uh, UFC coming out? Is Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gunn for the oh. heavyweight championship. So is that this week? Bout. Uh, I believe I can look it up. You vamp. Uh, well, you would vamp about your excitement of this fight, vet. You know. Well, I'm a little bit excited because this will expose this fraudulent Cyril Gon guy that just came out of nowhere, um, and they're acting like he can fight. Uh, I, I fully would expect Ngano to kill this guy. January twenty um, second. Twenty second. So yeah. Um. Yeah, this this will like assuming that this is all real, uh, I believe Ngannou will take this guy's head off inside the first round. But um, you know that's very dependent uh, on how big they want to push the 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 kid, the Gan kid. What do you think? Oh, I I think he's got it. He's got uh, he's got these. Stri- it's it's your classic uh, striker, like really good talented striker against a guy who has pure punching power. It's kind of like a Deontay Wilder versus a Tyson Fury, uh, which you think is also a, a, that a was, fixed That fight. third one was a work, for sure, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and um, let's see, let's see, let's see. So so you've got the power puncher. He's got that one punch, like all it takes, the way the way Ngannou's just crushed dudes, all it takes is that one punch. Um, but they, these guys used to... to practice together they used to train together there's there's fight video that came out where 
Um, you can tell that um, Gon is is getting his punches in, right? Because he's a striker. He knows how to strike. He knows how to feint and bring guys in. But there's also a couple times where Nganu's getting those rep punches and strikes in, right? Where he's not going full force on those punches, right? And he's connected on some sneaky stuff that Gon wouldn't necessarily see. And those are the ones that put you out. So now imagine Nganu hitting you 100% with the Nganu force that he has compared to what Gon is hitting a guys with. Now, Gon finished Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis gave Nganu one of his toughest fights, in a sense. Um, you know, so there's that. <laughs> in a sense that <laughs> neither one of them touch each other. Uh, I suppose you're talking about the rematch, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but But they, you know, this could be a fun little fight. I mean, we could see Cyril Gon just get blasted in 30 seconds, you know, in the first round or whatever. Um, or we could see Gon really piece and gone to a part with, you know, fancy footwork, staying back, staying out of the punches and all that type of stuff. I don't, well, again, assuming this is all real and not a setup for some reason, for some marketability reason, which I don't know why anybody would think that Ngano is less marketable. But uh, if this were real, Ngano will kill this man. He would literally kill him with a punch or several punches because he doesn't have anything to worry about. Um, you can you can throw all the little strikes and stuff that you want as a competent striker. There's no power behind any of them. Like this guy's this guy's kicks and punches couldn't break an egg, so Engano doesn't have to worry about anything. He can just walk right up to him and you know th- throw like the biggest uh, shots that he can throw without you know worry of uh, retribution from Cyril Gon. That's my take on it. Yeah, Brandon, I, think, I feel to... like I feel like Gon is like a point fighter. He is like like he this is, is like, like this is soft ass point karate. Like, he, he, like this, is, uh, this is this is a what would you call it? This is the finale of um, Cobra Kai here. Like <laughs> he just just get points for contact, right? I don't think Engano is going to sit there and get let him get points for contact for five whole rounds. Uh, you know his his roundhouse would feel like most other people's light jabs. So. Just walk in and kill him. That's my advice. Yeah, I'm you sure don't get paid what, by the hour. I'm sure, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Brandon, do you have any uh, opinion on this? <laughs> Too much. Uh, I need to start watching UFC. Yeah, it's very entertaining. <laughs> even even if just for the openings of Impact Attacks, it's nice <laughs> to just catch up mm-hmm. on a little UFC. Watch a few fights. <laughs> I'm sure you can find some out there. I'm sure there's some sites that you can go to 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 be able to find uh, content. If you want to watch certain fights and things like that, yeah, and even so, you know, fight nights are free, right? Well, Spaceman, you're never late. You're always here in our hearts, on time <laughs> for the show. Oh, and he's drunk. Nice. I can completely understand what he's saying. I read Drunk Canada Spaceman. Mm-hmm. Right there for you. I just um, assume it's always. He's always, you know, like the Hulk is always angry. Yeah, yeah, he's always drunk. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would be too. I, you, he's he's stuck in Canada, bro. It's not the best. Oh, yeah. It's not the best in Canada right now. It's not the best anywhere right now. Let's let's be uh, frank about Canada it. Spaceman. Canada spaceman. Not make Frank's sure pickle barrel ass, but make sure you vote Colin Weiss on in the uh, Hammies for producing and Tyler of the Year uh, twenty twenty two Hammy Awards. Don't vote Vet. Don't vote for Big Ray. Don't don't don't, don't do vote Vet. Don't, don't vote. That's vet. weird. Vet, anyway, vet, vet. Um, Elizabeth says it was playoff weekend, and she's referring to the National Football League. Uh, 
I don't know. Do you got anything? I, yeah, four I watched niners, football. Four Niners won. Um, yeah, 49ers so, won. So Dallas I'm in. Lost. Uh, tonight, um, uh, Arizona got Carton, blown out by the they Rams. They got exposed, exposed as fraudulent like I, I kind of knew they were. Um, so that's nice. Uh, Big uh, Ben got beat. He's now heading off into retirement. Uh, unless he doesn't. Unless he changes his mind at the last minute. He could do a whole Brett Favre thing where he's like tries to retire for five years. Old Tom Brady showed up. And then uh <laughs> Which is ironically the young Tom Brady. Young Tom Brady. Um so I, I don't know. I, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers uh take the Green Bay Packers all the way to the promised land here. But uh well that would mean they'd have to go through us. And yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. You saw what happened to him last time. I do the the Packers cannot beat San Francisco. They have not beat San Francisco in a long time. If they got to go if San Francisco's got to go and play in Green Bay in this weather, in this wintry hellhole that nothing. we're in right now. Don't mean nothing. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be Jimmy Fumbalapolo. <laughs> nah, he's got what it. Doing? He's going to show up, watch. Well, the last time they played, he just handed the ball off 50 times. Like he I didn't mean, even they didn't he didn't even pass and they they crushed the Packers. So He's going to have to He's gonna have to. Was that the first game of the season? What game was it that they played? They because he played terrible. Uh, Rogers had a couple terrible games the first couple games of the season. I, I know that first game he he dropped the ball really yeah. bad. Yeah, he's now pretty he he's suspended. pretty good now, uh, as usual. Um, but uh, yeah, I well okay all right okay. Like Canada Spaceman hitting on Brandon. <laughs> In the chat while he's drunk. There you go. Uh, I wish we had bits that you could cheer on Twitch, but we don't. uh, We don't even have a super chat. I can't get you to post a super chat. Would not be the first time I've been hit on by drunk dudes. (laughs) It won't be the last. It will not be the last. Here, on your impact attack. uh, Well, hey, Colin, if you want to get super chats on this channel, you're going to... Well, first of all, we have to be monetized again, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And two... You got to produce more viewers for us uh, as, as that's what you got to do. You got to have a certain amount of viewers and be open a certain amount of time. I think we've certainly got the time in. Now we just need the, the viewers and the subs. This is what I need. I need all of you right now, the six viewers that we have in the chat, two of which I know are Brandon and the vet. Go right now, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We should have done this in the free for view portion of the show. Uh, hit that notification bell, uh, and you got to go in and actually set it to let it know, like, hey, when we go live, you get those notifications here, the Hameen Media Group YouTube channel and uh, channel attitude, and uh, and over at Podbean. I don't know, we're we're on. I guess we're on the free for view on Podbean, so we're over there on Podbean too. The affiliate channel. Yeah, whatever it is. Do all that stuff, and then. Get ten thousand friends each to subscribe, and then we'll be, uh, we'll be, in, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be ready to go. Um, uh, well, not in the last playoff meeting, that's for damn sure. Elizabeth, with the truth, the Bengals suck. The Bengals do suck, but they won. Although they, they actually, yeah, she's mad because she's a, a Cleveland Browns fan. So you have to like, you have to understand that's the Ohio Civil War. Uh, over there, got that, Nick that's, Chubb. yeah. So. I like Nick Chubb. He's a fantasy beast. He's a fantasy beast, and 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 we're gonna get into this impact episode because we've got a fantasy beast on our end. I think you know who that man is. Mm-hmm. 
Soak it in, Vet. Soak it in. Everyone else, soak it in as well. It's Moose. And we start the show with Tom Newname, Tom Hannafin, D'Lo Brown opening the show, and Morrissey. Morrissey's on a rampage. On a rampage. Yeah, we they played a recap from Hard to recap Kill. Really good. And they and they kind of like they repositioned the made it seem like uh the title match for the the, the three-way title match was the main event uh, cuz they showed the highlights of that last so that it could lead into um you know Morrissey here which right when they start it's like he's coming in from outside walking through the door grabbing guys looking for moose like where's moose you know it seems very aggressive and and uh it was it was good that they had a camera pointed at that entranceway to start with. I guess that was uh, fortuitous. Very WWE, right? I, but not WWE because it looked handheld and gorilla. Mm-hmm. It's just that, um, you know, it's just a little convenient. But what are you going to do? That's a nitpick. Uh, it's better to do that than just the same old shit. But the question is, he comes in grabbing guys, and then and and uh, then he goes straight into his entrance. From there, like he's you show him walking up to the curtain, then they go out to the arena and show him make the entrance, the full entrance with the music, and he does his little W pose, hand signals, and stuff on the way down. So he's not that mad. He's also had a week to cool off about this whole thing, right? So, so here's the thing like, should that have been sort of like an earlier today? Should we have got the little earlier today graphic in the corner saying he showed up here, and then after this, he's been you know, marching around, like, looking for Moose and all this stuff, and then now it's showtime, so he comes out. Is that what they should have done? Or did they make it seem like he just showed up to the building? He did, If he just grabbed that guy and went for his entrance, he obviously didn't have time to even look for Moose, so that doesn't even make sense. Like, he just... So, uh, I don't know. It, it was a little bit... It, it left me with some questions here, but I, I kind of do like uh, the hot start. What do you guys think? That's exact, pretty much like what I had, you know, your nice hot open with him just barging in, you know, get right to business, going, playing right off the finish of that match or how the match or went down and just kicking it off, you know, main story. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I like I like the way that he came in. And Vet, I saw that as I was watching, he came out and was doing the hand signals. Now, if he's supposed to be a heel and you're coming out to kick someone's ass because you're mad. Are you going to come out and do the hand signals? I was just, I, I hear you in my head when I saw that part. I'm just like, no, you you come out, coming out to kick someone's ass. You're not out there like, yeah. I, I think this is a baby face turn for him. Or at, least for, like at, least, at least for this program. Yeah, I guess. Because, like, with the crowd, he, there was a total baby face promo. Crowd reacted accordingly, and he just rolled right with it. All right. Well, I hope they don't turn him i've been thinking about this recently just across like like as a as an edict if wrestling could all be sort of unionized as like each little sanctioning each little promotion is their own little little sanctioned body under one umbrella i would and i was the president of all of it i would have an edict saying all right there's a moratorium on turns 
Nobody's allowed to turn for like two years until you figure out who the fuck your characters are. Because I'm tired of you just saying, oh yeah, this is a baby face just because we want to put him against this guy. No, 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 no. You have to be who you are. And if the crowd wants to like it, then they can like it or whatever. But essentially, you're going to be this character. You're not going to change. Morrissey, as long as he doesn't change, it doesn't really matter if he's a baby face. As long as he doesn't do anything that contradicts uh, anything he said. And they've been doing nothing but him saying how nobody is a fan of his and nobody had his back and all this other stuff since he got there. So he's not going to all of a sudden just become, you know, the fan's favorite. He's still going to stick it to the fan's face. But you're just going to have a heel program with him and Moose. Um, that's my guess. Uh so yeah, so he he uh but you're right, uh Colin, like like I was saying, he has he's not that mad. He's not he's not too mad to do his uh his 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 gimmicks, right? But even though it's been like a week or whatever, he's mad enough. Um even though he just lost the match. Like there wasn't like a screw job really. It's a triple threat match, anything goes. Uh, I don't really see like what he would be that mad about that he'd still be fuming about it days later, but that, again, these are these are nitpicks. And to your point about why would why would there be a disconnect between the behaviors? And that's because one thing's a pre-tape and the other thing's the show. Right? So even though it's all taped, like he probably did that that, you know, barging in and grabbing guys up and asking where's Moose earlier, and then that's taped and set aside, and then they do this. So that's why he probably forgot, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, uh, I shouldn't be doing that. That's where the more should have been like, okay, here's where you left off. Here's where the cl- where you just saw. Pick up from there. Let's go. Right. Assuming he's even in charge of that and not just an on-screen character at this point. Who knows what Scott Demore does? Uh, but yeah, so Morrissey goes out to the ring and calls out Moose, but he doesn't get actual Moose. He gets video wall Moose, uh, and he tells him that there will be a title match tonight, but W. Morrissey won't be in it. So there's your little cliffhanger. Who, who, who's who's it going to be? Who's the mystery opponent for Moose? Uh, uh, Vet, before we get to that, I'm glad that you brought up the uh, package to start the show. Because as I was listening to it, as I was driving, um, the, having Tom being from the WWE and knowing the type of matches that he's called, and he's called some like big-time matches being, I guess, in NXT and on the main roster, so to speak... Um, uh, the package with his voice had such a different feel to it. Like, it had that big fight feel, that big package feel, not having Matt Stryker on it, but having big a guy Big package feel? What does that feel like, Colin? Uh, 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 big big package feel. Big Ray would know uh, what that big package feels like. Oh, um, okay. And it, it just, it, it, you know, Tom, Tom might even know. You know, he's, he's, he's forced it in some faces before, as we know. Uh, from the airplane uh, selfie that he sent some lady and was having a conversation with um, Tom, 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 new name. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I said, the, the, just a different feel to the packages because of his voice and what he brings to the table. And it has a little bit of professionalism um, going on with, with everything like his, it just, it brings some gravitas. It's like, it's like having Goldberg in Bellator. Right, like you're just you're you're used to Jimmy Smith, but he's not quite Goldberg, you know. Right, like, mm-hmm. like Jimmy Smith is good. I love Jimmy Smith on Raw. I think Jimmy Smith on Raw has been doing a great job. He's fantastic. Um, you know, he's he's not quite Pat McAfee, who gave a shout out to 
uh, Ben and those guys over the Friday locker room uh, with Russo and that uh, for putting over Pat McAfee, which was pretty cool. But uh, it, it's it's interesting to hear Tom and what he brings because I feel like it's a higher caliber. It's like the S tier. He's like A and S tier caliber guy on the mic and i wouldn't have ever thought about well that. let's not uh let's not go that far buddy but i do see what you are saying because what we've had is josh matthews who's the worst ever at it and then you've also had matt striker who is like very smug and like winking at the audience the entire time which i've called him out on multiple occasions, you can go back on Channel Attitude, listen to all, uh, all of those callouts um, that I made on there, and and that's that's coming from a guy who likes Striker as a fan of Striker and what Striker can do. But sometimes it's not about what a guy can do; it's about what he does do. So I know what Matt Striker's capable of, but he is just a little too comfortable sometimes and who knows what part that played and him not being there anymore, if any. Uh, but Tom Phillips is going to be like a little bit more of a straight man, partially because, um, that's what was sort of drilled into him as one of many, uh, Ken dolls that worked at the WWE. Um, and, Partially because I don't know that he has the personality to be the other stuff. You could see him having to. We'll talk about it in a moment. We'll we saw a little bit of that. We saw re- a little bit of his personality come out tonight. We and that's right. why I say something such a, about such him as it is because he he you could tell he went off script. Like you can tell how the WWE's produced and how he was trying to be lively and off script with his new partners that he had right. joined him after uh, what we talked about at the free for view. Uh, D'Lo getting taken out and him losing basically his broadcast partner and becoming uh, Tommy Styles and basically calling the show by himself for the most part, uh, except for when the matches came about. Um, well, as someone that's heard countless hours of Tom Phillips, uh, I can tell you that it's really who's no... Who's Tom Phillips? Well, he was the back then during the countless hours. I, I can count the hours I've heard him here. It's about five. Uh, but the, but previous to that, the Tom Phillips character, uh, count, uh, countless hours of that I've heard. Uh, this is all just the same the same old stuff. He he would be on shows that nobody would pay attention to, and he would try to get his personality in there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he was in over in NXT UK, and he knew nobody was watching that, so he would go along with Nigel McGuinness and whatever they would get into, and it just was the same sort of flavorless. Um, you know he. He, he tries. He's just a, but he's just a, a Melvin, as as we all know. Uh, you know, according to um, Matt Taven. Uh, but uh, yeah. So anyway, next up in the script, uh, Demore tells Morrissey not to interfere in that title match. Okay, and then he he gets word on his headsets, which he's wearing conveniently. Uh, you know, nine times out of ten, Brandon, he would not get this uh, this message, right? That's what that's what we'd be seeing, and so like nine times out of ten he wouldn't hear this, but here he luckily had his headset on so that he could get word that yes someone is in the building and yes they're in the building right now and we've got to cut to this and that's when we get the takeover. Right? I th- I th- I think Scott and Moore ran and hid because I-, I thought he was gonna like come out and face them and like yell at them and be like what are you doing here and what well, more like what are you guys doing here. You guys, what? I can't believe. No, it's like 
the the rest came out and Scott Demore was nowhere to be found for pretty much the rest of the show. <laughs> he was just gone. <laughs> right. So the so the 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 invasion, I don't know what we what should we call them? Wow wow. What should we call these guys? It, Cuz it's OGK but it's not just them. It's also PCO for some reason. So I would say New World of Honor, but uh, uh, Bello used that Ooh. for oh, uh, okay. the Undisputed Era in, um, in in NXT for next okay. level. Well, we can we can come back around to that at some point. We'll just we'll we'll just call him. Uh, Matt the, Brad's here as, as well as Jay Hall, the the Ring of Honor guys. Hello to uh, <laughs> to Jerome with an N and Labrat. R- 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 Ring of Honor yeah. for, for, for life. Um, smallest icons in wrestling. Uh, that's, that's uh, which one that's of those a, guys do you think is the Scott Hall? Which one's the Kevin Nash? Which one's the Hogan? I would say Taven, probably the Hall. Taven, the Hall? Taven's probably the Hogan. He's, he's probably the Hogan. Yeah, he's the Hogan. Bennett, Bennett's totally sure. the Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Totally you're right. Hall. Yeah. yeah. Nash is uh, PCO. Uh, PCO. <laughs> I guess <laughs> he's definitely not uh, Bray Wyatt. No. Um, yeah. So anyway, they come over and they take over the announce position, and uh, Matt Taven's making every D'Lo reference possible. Like he's he's out there saying like you're not in Europe anymore, and uh, you know <laughs> chest pad. <laughs> yeah, should have wore his chest protector. Well, they're putting him on the table. He's like, you're looking at the real deal now. Uh, so he, Taven clearly done his homework on nineties WWF programming. We all, we all can respect that. Uh, so they, they put D'Lo through a table. Eventually they put him through a table and then, um, this, this group of, uh, five thugs, uh, yeah. Which one's a Virgil? I don't know. I feel like it's also PCO somehow. Uh, not really. It's uh, Maria's the Elizabeth. That's true. Yeah. Um, or the April Hunter, or, or the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> April Hunter, the original NWO NWO girl before Miss Elizabeth. Hey, um, Came in yeah, with Rick shout Steiner. outs to NWO girls. Um, but yeah, so eventually they put deal to the table. But then after after that, this this uh, this invading force that that's just running running rampant all over uh, Impact, you know, and they're and they're set and they're. Their show and everything gets chased off by like what three referees? Yeah, no guards, more guards. They, uh, refs, they more took refs. a powder on three refs. Get out of here! Get yeah. So right there, that's you know, that's something I would be addressing in the production meeting. Maria is the Rick Rude says Buckshot Kid. I'm not going to argue with that. Um. So. Yeah, that that'd be my first note as I'm looking over the formats or whatever in the in the production meeting. Like, okay, so three referees come out and these guys run. Uh, I'm sorry, it just doesn't. That's not an invasion. That's just guys showing up and their, their beef is not with referees. Yeah. Right, especially if we're going to see security at some point. Like, we don't know at this point if they're going to show up later in the show or whatever. But we can look at the past episodes and sometimes they send out. Colin, get your finger on the button. Sometimes they send out guards, more guards. Yeah, and then um, and then other times nothing. So we know they're wildly inconsistent with their uh, with their security detail. 
Uh, I guess it just. I guess there weren't enough indie wrestlers in the Dallas Fort Worth area uh, for for there to be any security here. So maybe that's why. That doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. think it's just lazy writing. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so that was our that was our like little hook for the show. Like, in case you were thinking about turning Impact off, which I don't know why you would if you ever turned it on in the first place. But that's our hook. So, mm-hmm. Brandon, what do you think? Did it work? Did it hook you? I think I'm going to guess it did. I mean, I'm liking it. I mean, definitely there's some stuff they can work on and clean up and some holes to fill but as a as a whole i think is doing doing its job and doing a decent one all right was that a red bull oh it's are you bang you're banging and you didn't tell anyone bang vets over here banging on air not telling you started this colin you started this i did now i drink one every day i used to used to bang on air all the time yeah we could have been Bang Bros, vet. That's right. On the Bang Bus. <laughs> right. On but, the Impact Attack Bang Bus. Yeah, but anyway, this bus rolls on. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that uh, Impact is presented by a new movie. It's not that one from last, last that scary movie from last time, whatever it was called. This is a new movie called The King's Daughter, Ooh. which is an interesting title. I guess every variation on Princess has already been used in some form Princess. or whatever, but... Yeah, uh, you know, we got Princess Diaries and Princess, uh, you know, hey, stuff. Instead of talking about this stupid movie, uh, well, not. Rate, rate my shirt. Uh, what's that? Well, your camera has everything backwards, so it's us say Hacker Hameen. Yeah, it's a Wu-Tang shirt. Or is it? We don't want is to it? get sued. Uh, nice Hacker Hameen shirt. Um so you can get that. Where where can you get that, Colin? At uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash benhameen. You know what else you can get at prowrestlingtees.com, and I suggest everybody do? Don't. Don't go. Well, yeah, you actually do go, because that man needs more ones to spend at the strip club. So definitely go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash. I'm assuming it's Hook. Can't see that? Send Hook, ladies and gentlemen. Send Hook more dollar bills so he can go to the strip club and put them in women's thongs. The debut of the Send Hook shirt on HMG. (laughs) He's going to make an appearance on on lots of shows. This is the first chance that I've had. This showed up one day late after Light the Fuse. I really wanted it to show up in time for that. But (sighs) Hook fashionably late, as usual. Can't hate him, though. He's so adorable. Send send Veer. Speaking of bills and thongs, I wonder how many 20s have been in thongs that have ended up in birthday cards. Ooh. Yep, because uh, I'm sure know, there's a lot 20, of grandmas at the strip club. That 20 grandma sure. gave me sure did smell funny. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of 36-year-old grandmas at the strip club. Don't don't kid yourselves. Get a hey, hook it's 2022. It's, they need to sell hook wigs. AEW, if you're listening. Uh, Tony Khan, if you're still listening uh, and messing around with Impact... Um, or Nikon, make 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 hook wigs and sell them at wweshop.com. It's, it's, it's impossible to fully recreate that that quaff that he has. So mm-hmm. I I, I understand. Um, but yeah. So uh, anyways, um, yeah. So this movie is all over even the aprons and turnbuckles. They're serious about this. Like it's printed. 
the king the king's daughter it better make a, a billion dollars it better overtake uh uh end game or whatever <laughs> uh impact made their money so it's all good that's right they did what they did their part um so uh yeah rock c package uh we get a rock c package uh hyping up rock c who will be in the main event tonight she is the ring of honor women's champion uh at this current time airing of this package and uh i have not um seen roxy before in any form or fashion this is the first time i even got a good look at what she looks like like face wise <laughs> i couldn't have picked her out of a lineup before but now i've been hearing things and so here's our here's our first look a quick little package uh to introduce roxy so good to do that for people like me who even though i know almost everybody they're still bringing in new people behind my back all the time. Uh, so I, I, I'm sure that if I don't know who this is, a ton of people don't know who she is. And uh, so thumbs up there. Um, and uh, you guys, did this package work? Did it get you excited for the main event? I mean, it, it means a nice, nice intro to her. It told us, you know, just showed us just a little bit of her moves, a little bit about her, all we needed. Okay. Yeah, it was All just right. enough. I knew I knew she was Ring of Honor, but now I know a little bit more about her. And, okay. and being being the Impact guy that I am now, I'm still going to have to pull for Deanna. Oh, as you're as you're driving, did this package sound like it was doing a good job of? Uh... <laughs> it did. It did. Okay, she was uh, she's from Houston. Oh yeah, of course, of course, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later. Uh, next is Chris Bay versus Laredo Kid Two. The sequel to their match from a while ago. Electric uh, Boogaloo. Yep. Trey Miguel's out for commentary uh, here. So this is where you get... Um, he's making fun of Chris Bay for having small calves. Uh, <laughs> I believe the phrase he used was... Uh, what is it? Egg like on a golf, golf tee. Yes, yeah, egg, on a golf, egg tea. on a golf tee is what he called him. I, I don't know if that's an accurate description for Chris <laughs> Bay. I was <laughs> saying his upper body is shaped like an egg. <laughs> uh but um still so this is so so trey miguel's out here and this is somewhat taxing on tom's improv abilities but he manages to make a, a kill bill reference you know so it's only <laughs> it's only like 20 years too late but he, he makes a kill bill volume 2 reference and and um says says such uh classic things as you got jokes and uh <laughs> you know some stuff like that so we get a full full range of uh of Tom's personality here in this spot here on commentary. As for the match, I liked it better than their first match, you know, than, than the classic uh, Bay Laredo one, which is now known as since there's a two, uh, I thought this was more, um, you know, it, it was a little bit more focused on hard hitting, even though they still did their flip stuff. It, it wasn't as synchronized swimming as before. And they also had the little, kind of story of Chris Bay continually eyeing Trey Miguel, which ultimately end up costing him as Laredo Kid goes over with the uh, Spanish fly off the top. Usually never beats anybody. Tonight it did. Um, thoughts on this? Too much rice? Uh, it seemed, I mean, it was a visually impressive finish, but it looked like as far as impactful and putting away a guy, it felt like it should have went something though. Compared to the other stuff in the match, it felt like it should have went a different finish. Compared to you know with the stuff we had seen earlier, like you know with the set even the setup to the Spanish fly looked more devastating than the Spanish fly. Hmm. So a top rope Spanish fly not good enough for a finish anymore these days. This is the state of wrestling, guys. 
I mean, like I felt that the kick to the head, like when he's on the top rope, that should have like knocked him out. Well, shouldn't have, but didn't. Um, and, uh, I don't know how much of this match you caught uh, during oh, the stoplights. It was all commentary, so I didn't get to see any of it. But uh, this but is you where, felt like you did. This is what no, not even um, because oh. I had to listen to commentary the whole entire time. But this is this is seriously anyone at home that is listening to this and, and you're paying for channelattitude.com. So I'm assuming you're a pretty hardcore wrestling fan and or into uh, Hami Media Group. Uh, watch a wrestling show like you would like a uh, radio and you, you really pay attention to commentary uh, because as you said that um, you're watching the action. So you don't really get to kind of hear their back and forth kind of thing. Um, there were plenty of times where Trey Miguel could have gone on big Ray tangents and you saw like him and Tom having to kind of reel it back in to get back focusing on the match because they could have sat there and played buddy, buddy cut up. And, you know, got to know each other out there because they were doing that a little bit. You know, they were starting to uh, he would make a, a little pop culture reference. And then Trey Miguel would want to go in more about a reference about him to try to put himself over. But more about that pop culture reference in China. There was still that buddy buddy stuff there. And you could see Tom still trying to get the action over while Trey Miguel was also still trying to kind of put the action over, but also put himself over. Now, with Laredo Kid going over here. I don't know why they put so much emphasis on Bay and Miguel button heads the whole entire time because uh, there was a lot of him going after Chris Bay on commentary with you know with his 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 uh, with his commentary compared to him going after Laredo Kid, which they did kind of clear that up towards the end of the match with like him putting over Laredo Kid when Laredo Kid did win. Now, that my question for you and, and Brandon, you might have wrestled people wearing masks. Uh, do you think the horns hurt? Sure I've never can. had any. I've never had an issue with horns. I've actually wrestled people with horns on their masks. Never had an issue with it. Now, now let me ask you this as well: Hasn't Trey Miguel wrestled Laredo Kid before? Sure. I have so to you would so, think yeah. that he would know if the horns on Laredo Kid's mask hurt or not. You would think. Well, he's he's high. He probably forgot. Oh, he did mention the rascals. Yeah, so. so that's probably why. That's probably yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I guess to address what you brought up, the uh, obvious choice would be you have a third match in a trilogy that Bay wins. Because now they're one apiece. So that's why if they're if, by doing this, they're sort of tipping their hand at where they want to go. Um. So Bay can now be even more incensed that he lost this match as a result, and then he can say, "I heard what you were saying about me out there. I heard what you were saying about my calves or whatever." And then now that that gets a little more interest, and then he, if he beats Laredo Kid in a number one contenders match or whatever they do, then you've already got the built-in thing. So that that's a little bit of foreshadowing here that they're doing. Unless they're going to swerve us, that's probably what they're going to do. Well. I, I thought throughout the whole show, too, with all the guest commentary that somebody was going to run in and attack somebody and do something crazy like that. But with the invasion angle all night, they were the runs doing the run-ins and attacking everyone. So I kind of got I got disappointed because there were a couple times, too, where you had people out there on commentary. You're like, oh, man, this person's going to possibly run in, right. especially with Ace, Ace and Madman uh, no. with, the, with the match they yeah. commentated on. And that's I felt the like difference... They could have yeah. run in on those two guys. That's the difference between uh, AEW 
who just has people run in. Uh, every match has an afterbirth, as Jim Cornette says. Like everything is just an angle all the time, uh, and it doesn't matter what's going on or how many times they've done it in the show. Um, if you listen to the Light the Fuse episode, we talk about how they had the match with uh, Wardlow versus CM Punk, where it's like a giant guy beating the shit out of a smaller guy for an uncomfortably long period of time, and then the small guy slips over. And then right after that, the very next segment, very next match is Will Hobbs versus Dante Martin, where it's a giant guy beating the shit out of a smaller guy for an uncomfortably long period of time, and the smaller guy slips over. So they have no clue about their formatting. Impact here at least shows they're protecting the invasion angle by not having every single match have interference or stuff, even when it obviously could. So that's a good point that you brought up there. And that's how you do it. So, more points for Impact. It's almost like they have a podcast out there that they can just draw inspiration from and correct slowly their mistakes over time. But I don't know what podcast that would be. Uh, Team Fat is distressed over this ROH invasion right here. Like, Mm -hmm. like... They're they're very upset, so they're they're going to do what anybody um, in any great horror movie would do. They're going to split up so they split can up. cover more ground, uh, and they're going to take them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, hey in man, their... hey man, I don't think we should split up here, guys. <laughs> Shut up, Heath. Say that. Yeah. Hey man, hey man, I got kids, guys. We should we shouldn't split up here, guys. We shouldn't go alone, and that's when we find out that I'm taking Eddie Rhino is... with me. <laughs> yeah, Eddie is never <laughs> alone. Uh, he's always got a sandwich in his back pocket. Oh, also Kenny, but mostly other food hidden uh, throughout the arena and on his person at all times. So he's never really alone. Um, and they, they they go split up. Uh, any comments on this? Anyone? Uh, this was I, I I knew this was going to lead to something uh, fun and interesting throughout the whole show. Like I. I, I feel like with <laughs> well, you didn't know that. You didn't well, know it's going to be fun and interesting. You I, just I knew like it was going to lead to something. Yeah. Well, well, I feel like once they set the tone for these guys going and looking for them, I thought that they were going to set a further tone of other people looking for them because then they they later on in the show they cut to VBD and the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. and and I thought they were going to go start looking for help, like like you know we we've got this invasion that we need to take care of and things like that, and they they were going to start looking for them, but they just talked about their business agreement which we'll get to the selfish (laughs) the selfishness of heels uh yeah so speaking of selfish heels how to be a professional episode 71 (laughs) the comeback um so zicky at this point come you know he he claims that he is moose's opponent uh for the heavyweight championship match and you know vsk and myers are a little incredulous at this like they don't they're like what you you know, and so and so, in order to prepare, uh, Zicky has ordered a pizza from Serious Pizza, uh, uh, because the carb load uh, is how he prepares for all his matches. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got this a little a little product placement too, just for you know a little King's daughter, a little Serious Pizza. Um, Myers uh, is sort of unimpressed with all this, but he reaches in the box and takes a slice of pizza that's about the size of a shower curtain and walks off. Uh, and that's what we're left with tonight. So we're taking Zicky at his word that um, A, he's going to eat all that pizza and B, that he actually has a title match and that he's not just lying about it. 
Everything is bigger in Texas. Liz is reminding us, and I have no reason to doubt. The one thing I can say about Texas is um, I've met a lot of people from Texas. Uh, they all Wright. love they all love Texas. They super love Texas. Everything about Texas. Only thing is, I've never met any of them in Texas. So draw from <laughs> draw your own conclusions about that. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on this, dude? Did we believe Zicky? Brandon, how pissed would you be to have to deliver a pizza of that size? Only if I didn't get tipped. (laughs) Coming through, guys. I've got a giant pizza for somebody. Who needs it? Right. Do you think Zicky tipped the driver? No. No. (laughs) No? You don't think he asked Brian for, like, some some tip money? (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure that was a carryout for Zicky. I don't think he. <laughs> yeah, did he Zicky go in full out. gear? Did Zicky go in full gear to pick up yes. his pizza at the pizza delivery place? I don't know if I don't know if you can classify what Zicky wears as gear. I think that's just his normal clothes all the time, right? <laughs> um, Man, I, he's growing on me, Vet. I, I think I'm 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 joining the bandwagon with Brandon here on the Zicky Dice train. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like. That's what I've been saying. I said since day one that he showed up, I'm like, why is Zicky Dice, out, outlandish Zicky Dice, why is this the guy that has to be quiet and not say anything? What are they doing? And it's only taken them like three sets of tapings to listen to me, but eventually uh, they're, they're getting around to it. So now you're now all you're seeing is what we've already known all along. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like They shouldn't need us to tell them how to use Zicky Dice, I assumed that by them bringing him in that they already knew what he was going to do and they bring him in to do that. So, anyways. Well, well uh, that I, uh, in my head, in Collins, made up, if I was Scott Damore, I would have, and, and I know I know this is blasphemy because Moose is our patron saint of, of the impact attack, but I would have totally put Zicky Dice over here some hmm. way, somehow, and just to have... Zicky rubbing it into like Brian Myers's face and and VSK about how he won the title for like Moose just to like beat the shit out of him the next week and like take it back like just some fluke just a little five minute fluke thing where he's just like yeah you, I did it you didn't think I could do it and him just flaunting it and just being hilarious with it and mm. that's just, I understand that's, I understand your sentiment but fucking absolutely not I know no I know, I know. because. Not only is that the worst idea ever for this particular couple of guys, um, you can't have another guy go over on Moose. You just can't do that. It'd be different if he had never lost. Then we could have a conversation. Uh, But no, you can't have another fat loser go over on uh, Moose. Uh, And two, Zicky got over exactly the way he needed to by getting beat like this. This is exactly how this had to happen, which we'll get to. Uh, sorry to spoil the fact that it is actually Zicky Dice that gets a title match. Um, <laughs> but he anyways. spoiled it here anyways. Yeah, well, you're right. But uh, but next is uh, this guy, this new guy, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jake something. Okay, and the new rotating uh, revolving door commentary partner is Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Join Tom there. Um, I will admit that until Tom pointed it out, I did not notice that Speedball was barefoot uh, with kick pads on. 
Obviously, the kick pad covers most of his feet, but uh, I didn't look closely enough, and sure enough, this guy is wearing <laughs> kick pads over bare feet. Don't know if I've ever seen that one before. Um, yeah, I don't know about this dude. He, he does some things, but overall, I'm just not sure uh, what to think. He, uh, I'll certainly say no thanks on that uh, shooting star knees. Uh, it's like if Billy Kidman was doing it on purpose. That's like his finisher. <laughs> I, uh, I ain't taking that. Sorry, kid. Think of something else. Maybe a nice uh, schoolboy. Um, but anyway, Jake, something's big enough to uh, you know to get a nice good base for it and make it look good. I, I hope it didn't hurt as much as it looked like it did. And as Buckshot Kid points out, Jake, something's contrast is aspiring soon. So. Maybe that explains like his recent string of uh, usage here. Uh, but speedball, Mike Bailey. Um, thoughts, uh, Brandon? What do you think first, and then Colin? Uh, I mean, I don't really see much what makes him stand out from any other indie guy who does flips and does strikes. He's barefoot, Brandon. Yeah, he's barefoot with the kick pads. Yeah, he's a martial artist. With flips. And kicks. And a mullet, kind of. He doesn't want to fully commit to the mullet, but he's he's ready to mm-hmm. at, at a moment's notice. He's <laughs> ready to go. Okay. Uh, well, Colin, what are, what, what are your thoughts? How did he sound to you, Mike? Uh, the kicks. The kicks. Uh, once Tom made it aware that uh, he wasn't wearing shoes, he definitely pointed out the slapping of the feet, which you could definitely hear that um, over over the, the the stereo or whatnot in the car. Um, but this here, this was the match where I thought that, because uh, they, they put over that Ace Austin had lost to, to Speedball, and they put over that Madman Fulton had lost to Jake something. Um, so I thought that there, this was going to be the classic WWE booking of the end of the match, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton jumping uh, Jake's, or even just interrupting the match uh, at what one point, not even letting it get over. Because again, why are we having a match where Jake something clearly a guy who would crush Speedball Mike Bailey if this was a real fight, right? Like uh, this guy should not be getting beat in this manner, right? Like I mean, look at Jake something and look at Mike Bailey. No offense. Um, so I thought there was going to be some shenanigans there to have them team up. To give Jake something uh, and and Mike Bailey something new, since he is kind of new here in Impact, and and have Ace Austin and Madman Fulton next week versus Mike Bailey and Jake something on BTI. <laughs> well, first off, I do want to just point out for the record that as a fight aficionado, uh, you know that in the streets. Guys that look like Mike Bailey beat up guys that look like Jake something all the time. All the time. However, here in this in this professional environment, you would assume that if everybody's at the same professional level and and at a similar skill level, and there's some parity, that yes, he should kill uh, Mike Bailey. Obviously, the thinking here is that like, wow, look how tough this guy is if he can beat Jake something. That's why you would do this. I don't necessarily always agree with that, um, but. Uh, because really, it's just at the at the end of the day, no one believes this is real. So it's really just a showcase for Mike Bailey's moves, and he can do those with any size guy. So you might want to put in somebody else that you don't, you know, that you don't have any plans for, which you obviously don't for Jake something, but just maybe somebody a little bit more 
uh, at the size level. That's Rich Swan. Rich Swan. Yeah. Mike mm-hmm. Bailey actually looks big compared to Rich Swan. So there you go. Um, but anyways, uh, they got plans for Rich Swan later. Right now, um, the Good Brothers and Violent by Design are having that meeting you alluded to earlier. Uh, they're interrupted by um, another one of those times where 10 feet away, somebody is calling for help. Like, these guys would have clearly seen it out in their own sight lines from where they're standing. They would have seen him laying there the entire time, or they would have seen the attack perpetrated if it was immediate. I assume that these people have been laying on the ground, uh, and I say these people meaning because it happens multiple times throughout the show. This is what you get for splitting up, guys. Um, but you see hey, these man. guys laying on the ground, and they've probably been laying there for a while and are just now discovered. Uh, but I would think that given the positioning and with the camera and everything that either VBD or the good brothers would have just seen, uh, 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 was this, uh, who was this here? This was, was Rhino man. Yeah. It was Rhino. Right. I, and Heath. We got or just split Rhino? up, man. Yeah. It was both of them. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. 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 So you got two guys that. laying on the ground while, while, uh, these other guys are just sitting here having a con- a conference, you know what I mean? So, that's the that's another one of those things I don't like. They they just did it just because they're like fuck it, who cares? Who was it last time? It was like Juice Robinson or something was hurt. Yeah, yeah, like, he was like yeah, they're like five feet away screaming ah. Yeah, the the cameraman runs three steps over and there he is, and it's the same thing here. Like it's right there. Uh, so that that's a little bit annoying, but whatever. Uh, so then uh, they go over and you, you see them just kind of like looking down at him, and then they all just start kicking him, which is funny. Like a little insult to injury there and a little more injury to injury. Uh, so they're, they're in character. Um, it wouldn't be violent by design if they didn't kick a guy when he was down. Um, next is, uh, unless anybody had any notes, anything else on that? No. Okay. Um, Matt and Chelsea with Gia. Um, they're sitting in their little, uh, interview couch dealie. Uh, and then here comes Tasha and Savannah talking some shit. Um, Chelsea shoves uh, Tasha, and that's uh, that's that. Uh, this is a Chelsea segment, so I'm just passing it off. Uh, what do we got? Well, Chelsea looked amazing, as always. And, uh, I mean, Tasha, I mean, she definitely cuts a decent promo. She's got a good character. She knows who she is. I could definitely see her being somebody to carry the women's division at some point, or at least have it holding the title at some point. And I thought it was a decent overall segment. I thought it could have went a little bit more personal, get a little bit more heat. Fair enough. Um, how'd this sound, Colin? Um, so I want to bring this to your guys' attention. I want to see if you guys notice this as well. I'm going to play part of the clip where it is Jim Miller and Matt Cardona and Chelsea talking. And you guys tell me, if you can hear commotion and people laughing and giggling and stuff going on in the background while they're shooting this scene, because that's what it sounded like to me as I was listening to this. It felt like you could, it felt like the rhino stuff that they were doing with VBD was being shot at the same time that they were doing this Chelsea green segment here with these guys. Cause I feel like you could hear it in the background. Let me see if I can share this play a few seconds and you guys, you tell me, okay. Oh, wrong one. Stop sharing this one. Uh oh. 
There we go. I, I realize how rare an opportunity at the Impact World Title is. And I don't know when I'm going to get another one. But I lost. And that, that's on me, right? No excuses. The only thing I can do now is stay always ready, make my own luck, and create my own opportunities. Okay, but, I mean, I feel like Matt always does this. That match was amazing. We all saw it, right? Matt, in my opinion, should have won. You hear I the people talking and stuff in, in the background, opinion, right? Sounds like banging and yelling. So, I mean, you're always underselling yourself. There's but something also, there, yeah. I feel like I should have. You hear that? You hear the person laughing? Look, uh, I can barely hear that, but so- I hear something. So, not Jake something. Um. Well, not so. Yeah, you're definitely not hearing Jake something there, but you're hearing something there. It pull. It was loud and like so. Now I'm hearing it in headphones. You hear it a lot more defined and things like that. But this is again over the car speaker. I'm listening to this. You can come on impact. First and foremost, it's you're trying to be. Do we need? Do you need episode seventy two of the most professional? Needs to be how to shoot vignettes and not have background noise. Uh, going on in the background uh, as Zicky Dice will shoot his redemption promo after losing uh, well, I don't say he'll lose to Moose but after facing Moose later on in the main event um, and then you just don't have noise in the background don't have people well wait a minute wait one second is this not supposed to be somebody uh, getting jacked by the Ring of Honor crew it could be is it not like That's a breadcrumb I thought they were going to come up, like, interrupt the interview, but it wasn't the the Ring of Honor crew that came and inter- interrupted the interview. It was Tasha Steeles, which Tasha cut a pretty fun promo. And I, I saw this video where I saw them kind of throwing the beef back and forth between each other. Um, I like this segment. Uh, I'm, I've got to agree with Brandon. I, I, I enjoyed kind of the, the back and forth between Tasha and Chelsea here. Give me a little hype for that, that, that little rematch that we're going to have between these two women. Well, all right. Well, in any case, uh, we've got a match with another two women right here. This is another Masha Slamovich match. This time she's taking on uh, Vert Vixen, who's on loan Bert, from AEW Bert Dark. <laughs> Vert Vixen, FBI? What? Uh, no, Vert Vixen on loan from AEW Dark. Uh, this match was more violence. Um, the only thing I would say is, I well, I like Masha's, uh, what's the word I would use? I like her intensity. She doesn't look like a female wrestler. Um, but I would only, I know, look, I would only suggest she's got a lot of face jewelry and you know how I'm not a fan of that. I believe you should definitely be taking that out before matches. And I'd been saying that for however long that you guys have heard me saying it. And not that long ago, Solo Sokoa was in a match on NXT, and I noticed he was like a little bit, there was a little bit of blood in this match on his opponent. And then I noticed that his ear, where he had like a couple of earrings or whatever, was bleeding and there were no earrings in it. So to get your earrings ripped out in a match, for what? Just think about taking them out. You can put them right back in. You're only going to be out there a few minutes. Just take the fucking shit out. Um, so yeah, that, that's my only uh, note for uh, Masha so far. Um, I mean, also, but then, oh, and also uh, what, too, in the, oh, sorry. 
You know, no, I was going to say, uh, and before I move on, what did you guys, your evaluation of uh, this sort of like little Masha uh, get over? Um, any other thoughts? I wanted to add to what you said, too. Like also in the psychology of a match, why would opponent not take advantage of that? Yeah. Especially if, um, you know, like especially a heel. Like I could understand if Vert Vixen's in the spot to just get squashed or whatever. That's not really your place to do it. But if you're a heel and your baby face is wearing jewelry, you better be grabbing at it. I guarantee you, if you come in wearing a shower curtain in your face, I'm going to be grabbing at it the whole time. Doesn't mean I'm going to try to rip it out for a shoot, but I have to make it look at least like I'm trying to do it. And then I'll be calling the spot. You know what I mean? Like, get me off you, you know, in the in the ring. Like, don't let me do it, but I'm going to do it. Orton and Jeff Hardy were. Randy Owens, I was thinking that exact same thing. Orton and Jeff Hardy with the, the screwdriver through the ear hole. Right. And of course, that's the phoniest thing you could do if you had a guy with face jewelry, right? It's just twist it. Like, that doesn't even hurt, does it? Um, anyway, uh, whatever. Uh, so Josh Alexander passes Masha on the ramp and they give each other a look of approval. Um, and uh, he comes in the ring. He says, he says he's the uncrowned champion until Moose beats him. Well, Moose did beat you for the championship, so I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, sorry, Josh. Don't talk about the savior that way. Uh, anyway, so we get we get a big surprise interruption here, guys. Big surprise. Who is it? Who is it, Colin? You heard this on the car speaker. Who is it? I did. I did. I did. Uh, you know that guy. Soda that Thompson. Thing? Soda Thompson, it would have been an upgrade. Who was it? Who was it, Brandon? Who 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 made his big return here? Russ Haas. Oh, wait a minute. Rest in peace. That's that's cruel. I'm sorry. No, Charlie <laughs> he's never he's never been here. He's not making a return vet. I mean his return back to anybody watching wrestling with him on it is what I meant. Well, apparently not he impact. Got injured during the and tapings too. So and, well, no, and no doubt here to find those tapes on his ex wife Jackie Gay that Jarrett had all those years ago. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna just say this because I don't really care. Um he looks fucking awful. Like you know when you're in a 7-Eleven parking lot and going back to your car and some guy comes up to you and he's like, "Hey man, uh do you have $2 for gas? I just I just need to to get home, man. I'm just trying to get home." That's what the fuck Charlie Haas looks like. Timothy Thatcher looks better than this guy. Wow. Yeah, Timothy Thatcher looks like he looks on purpose. <laughs> I think Charlie Haas thinks he looks cool. Um but he doesn't. He looks like a meth addict. And it's kind of sad. It would be sad if I didn't already have a preconceived notion of what the guy's like. Unless everything I've ever heard about him has been just bitter people making stuff up. Not a huge fan of the guy. Uh, so it, it, it kind of looks like uh, life has dealt him the hand he deserves here. Um, and if that injury is a shoot, maybe that's part of it. Um, but yeah, he does not look, he does not look healthy here. Uh, he also does not look like he's not on drugs. Uh, just from the way he's like moving around in the ring, like fidgety, almost I would say. Uh, so, yep. So we're gonna we're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get a thing uh, between him and um, Josh Alexander. So that's what makes me think. Like only hearing that he was injured at the tapings makes me believe it could be a work, simply because Josh Alexander's doing a thing right now where it seems like 
he's hurting people on his way to Moose. Like he's gonna he's gonna be brutal toward them, and he might make an example out of Charlie Haas. I don't know. I I didn't read anything about the uh, the actual injury, so I don't know if it's a work or a shoot. Really, um, anybody else like Buckshot Kid? He probably knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah. So we'll 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 see what ends up happening and how they work around it too. Uh, if it's not supposed to uh, to have been part of the show, um, if it's heavily focused on during the show, we can guess it might be a work. If we can't tell outright, or if it's not like one of those um, Ray Phoenix things, suffered a concussion. Yeah, that's not sexy enough. They probably wouldn't do an angle out of that. So, yeah. Well, you know when uh, you don't get better at something by not doing it, as Chael Sonnen always says. So. Uh, if he got his bell rung, oh well, unfortunate. I'm sure that, uh, again, that's a little retribution for all the bells that he's rung, taking liberties on people in the ring. Uh, any thoughts on this? Uh, the big return of the great Charlie Haas here. I like that Alexander pointed out that, like, okay, like, enough of the obstacles. I want to get my title shot now, please. Yeah. Tired of playing these games. God damn it, yeah. Scott. Don't make me play any more games. Um, I was lapsed uh, during the Charlie Haas era uh, as the greatest tag team with uh, with Shelton Benjamin. So uh, this is all new to me. Well, previous previous to this era of wrestling, that was the previous worst era of all time in wrestling was when he was wrestling. Not just because of him, but Ruthless. that that Aggression. that time that time that I was involved in the wrestling business. Uh, was the worst time in the wrestling business because Maybe you had... That, was that your fault, Vet? No, what it was coincidental. What was it we blamed on you that one time? Uh, should, should, are, we, are we blaming the Ruthless Aggression era on you as well? No, the Ruthless Aggression era is what caused me to get involved. And then... Because I was like, this is terrible. Imagine, in, imagine watching wrestling in 2003 and thinking it was so bad that you had to get off the couch and do something about it. And now look <laughs> at today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now. Yeah. Everybody's so, wondering if Cody Rhodes is going back to the WWE. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's not he's not under contract anymore, guys. Get that uh get that Phantom of the Opera face protector ready, Cody. Um Stardust, here we go. Yeah. Uh so anyway, um yeah, it was the worst time ever, and it's largely because of there were a lot of guys. Uh, all the all the backstabbing and pettiness and cutthroat ruthlessness of wrestling was at its at its height, and the talent was at an all time low. So you had a bunch of people that sucked being bitter and backstabbing each other. That was the state <laughs> of wrestling in the late two thousands. Um, and uh, it's uh it, now it's it's sort of turned around where everybody kind of gets along better backstage. So because of that, the WWE is just punishing everybody because they're not entertaining them with uh, the the backstabbing and ruthlessness. They're not entertaining the front office anymore with uh, cutting each other's throats. So now the front office has taken upon themselves to just cut everybody else's throats and their jobs. So that's where we're at in wrestling now. Nick Khan's the only one in there cutting throats, bro. He's in there yeah. slicing and dicing. Well, no, it's not just... I mean, there's that, but then you got the other guys that are going to stick around... And they're all being made to look like clowns and marginalized. So now, um, guys like Roman Reigns is on SmackDown with nobody to fight. You know what I mean? The forbidden like, doors open. Moose Moose can come over. Mickey James is in the Royal Rumble. 
Let's see it. Like, Let's see what they do. Like, I'm honestly intrigued. What does this really mean? So, but anyways. Black Taurus. Let's say Black Taurus. If Black Taurus is in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Um, you know who else is great here is, uh, speaking of Mickey James, she's warning Roxy about Deanna and how dangerous Deanna can be and how she'll stop at nothing to get what she wants. And Roxy seems like she takes this advice to heart. We'll see if it ends up mattering. Now, uh, the savior, will he actually show up for his match with Zicky Dice? Uh, it's, uh, yes, he does. Moose makes his entrance. Um, he's not dressed to compete. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Johnny Swinger in the Rumble, says Buckshot Kid. I believe it when I see it. In the um, Women's Royal Rumble. In the Women's Royal Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Let's see. I can see him stalking the Women's Royal Rumble. Yes. Right. He just stays around. He stays on the outside of the ring, just walking around. Um, yeah, that's probably not going to happen, but uh, you never know. Anything can happen in the WWE except something good. The uh, the match Moose versus Zicky Dice is official, and uh, man, this uh, this is a instant classic. Um, it goes the full length of the rest of the show, and they go off the air with these guys still battling it out, and we don't know who won to this very day. Just kidding. It's over in 20 seconds. Oh, you um, mean they're not continuing this match on BTI next week? <laughs> not even. They didn't even continue this match in its own segment. It was over in the blink of an eye. Um, I have to and, agree with uh, Buckshot Kid here. Yes, Buckshot Kid says... <laughs> Like what I said, Zicky would have won if Myers and VSK didn't take a slice of his pizza. It, that was just the amount of carbs that he needed. Um, so, yeah. Uh, after this, uh, Moose, Moose hits one move and does a foot on the standing foot pin, as uh, Ben Hameen would call it. Uh, and then Morrissey comes out and does a little scuffle with Moose, who escapes and... Uh, he drives away, and Morrissey chase him out of the parking lot as he drives away. So, um, Moose does not get paid by the hour. He fulfilled his contractual obligations, and he's not going to stick around with these losers anymore. He's out of here. And that's the end of Moose, sadly, for the evening. Uh, we already discussed this a little bit in the sense that um, this was the right uh, thing for Zicky Dice to get over, which he did, um, even in defeat. This shows you how you can get over. Um, and even though, Colin, you laid out the idea of him somehow winning this match and holding it over the other two guys, uh, they're not even worthy of that kind of attention, quite frankly. Myers and VSK, like, who gives a shit about them? So that's what it would really be about. It would just be leading to some angle between those three guys, and that's not a main event angle, so better to not do it, but they can still... Uh, get a lot of mileage out of this uh, of them making fun of Zicky and him sticking it to them in other ways going on in the future. So we'll see if they do that. Um, but uh, now, how did you guys uh, like this as it was? Colin, what did you think of this as it was? You, know, you probably only listened to no, it. No, no, I, wa I watched this. I, okay, I watched right. uh, I watched the... You gotta pull yeah. over if Moose is on the screen. Well, right? no, I, I made it home and then I kind of caught the last last half of the show just to but you would have pulled over if yeah yeah i would have pulled over for moose uh pulled out for moose i mean uh pulled over for moose um we do break for moose yes we yes we do break for moose uh we stop at green lights for moose as well um so the uh, ziggy dice let's just go back to ziggy dice he gets killed 
Uh, then as Moose is about to get the big boot, Zicky Dice takes the big boot here. Now, now, Vet, if uh, if if <laughs> if you are the head booker of Impact, as we've seen um, here, why didn't you book uh, Morrissey to continue to just rage and attack VSK when VSK came in to check on Zicky Dice? You you think that it, that I know his his ire is in Moose and he chased Moose out of the building, but you think like this man is in this rage? That he would just like fuck you too, VSK, and just pick him up and just beat the shit out of him before going and like chasing after Moose. That's well, what I, I guess it's going to happen. I guess it's like you said uh, because he only booted Zicky Dice because he was on the way to Moose, so it kind of was just like getting him out of the way. He was singularly focused on Moose, actually, like that because the other stuff, like what you're saying, what you expect to happen. That's phony pro wrestling. That's why you expect it. This time he didn't come out and do his hand. He wasn't like going after Moose. Right. Like, right. I just think that the the evolution of pro wrestling as we know it is not guys doing more flips. It's the evolution needs to be tried to Batista, like we need to we need to go Randy back Orton, to back to realism a little bit. Just think about more like what would you really do. And yeah, you can take some creative liberties along the way, you know, and, and do things that aren't necessarily possible or only possible in wrestling. But I think finding creative ways uh, to get to get the same results uh, that we all want um, to see uh, or that we expect, finding new creative ways to get to that—that's how wrestling is going to evolve and change. And that's the only chance of it getting more popular. Uh, there's a lot of talk. Everybody's a genius and everybody's, everybody has all the answers. Um, uh, I'll get to that comment in a moment. Uh, everybody has all the answers when it comes to what wrestling companies should do and who they should push and all that. We're, we're just all experts, right? Like we all know everything. Um, but the one thing that you can look at is over the past decline, the past 20 years of wrestling declining in popularity and Concurrently, the rise of popularity um, has been in what genre of television? Reality. There's so much reality shows out there. Now, we all know reality shows are phony, too. But for the marks out there that like that stuff, they think it's real. Like, they think those people are really like that. They don't even consider that those situations are produced and staged and stuff like that. Or, But even the stuff that's not that produced and staged, whatever it is, whether it's a show about house flipping or, you know, a building aquariums or whatever the fuck people like to watch that's just so incredibly boring to me. But they like it because they think it's real. They equate that in their mind to real. Uh, or Liz likes a lot of true crime for some reason, like a lot of women do. I don't know what they like about it. But, you know, uh, those true crime shows are popular. So, like, you're talking about realistic stuff. Look at sports. UFC, up in popularity compared to 20 years ago. NFL, up in popularity compared to 20 years ago. It's like things that people perceive to be real is on the upswing in popularity. And wrestling gets phonier and phonier and phonier. And it becomes less and less popular. And people think that the answer is more phoniness. I I can't tell you how many marks on Twitter I see every day that I scroll through and are saying uh we wrestling needs to be about characters and stories. That's what it needs to be about. Uh nobody cares about matches. Okay, that's true to an extent. Yeah, but yeah. Quit quit trying read my Twitter timeline there, but <laughs> but guys, at some point 
the matches have to matter because if you want stories and characters and that's all you want, you need to watch other stuff besides wrestling because they are the worst at it. They are the worst at stories and characters. If you want stories and characters, watch anything. Watch those hour-long dramas. Watch NCIS. Watch uh, watch anime. Watch anything but wrestling. Don't watch wrestling for stories and characters. They don't even know who their characters are. And their stories are the same old two stories that they recycle over and over again, like I've been saying. Um, so, anyways... Now, to, MLW Azteca Underground is going to save the storyline and character genre of wrestling. <laughs> yep, let's, yeah, because you know Lucha Underground was such a huge mainstream hit. So, Buckshot Kid said, Who would think that the vet would like a guy like Zicky? Well, because Zicky is a pro wrestling character. Everything he does makes sense in the context of pro wrestling. He just came on NWA, which is a pro wrestling show, an old school throwback. He looks like one of those guys that would just look like that for no reason, even if he didn't get a gimmick. Like, a guy would just come out looking like Zicky Dice just to do a job, and he'd just have some regular name. And, you know what I mean? Like, that was what wrestling was at a certain extent back then. He's now taking that sort of uh, character jobber and making that a real character. So, I haven't seen him do anything to offend me in a wrestling ring. He's kind of making fun of old school wrestling, but in a more realistic way than something like, say, Throwback Throwdown 2, which is like, they're making fun of it in a way that wrestling never was. You know what I mean? It's their idea of what 80s wrestling was like, and not what 80s wrestling was really like. So, that's why um, Zicky's over with me. Uh, He's asking for permission to post the link to Zicky Dice's Twitch channel. I told him, yeah. I'm sure we, yeah, I'm sure we're fine. Um, You know what I mean? Like, we know that Buckshot Kid's not going to post a, you know, one of those weird it's Rick Roll. fishing, fishing links it. or <laughs> porn or whatever. It's Rick Roll. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else about Zicky and Moose? No. Nothing yeah. else. Did right. what it needed to do. Right. Um, Rogson comes out and cuts a promo. Now, you want to talk about... <laughs> this uh, wasn't Veer? I thought Veer was, just wound this, up on the wrong show. Nope, this was not Veer. This was a much smaller man. uh, But not a small man, I wouldn't say. Uh, Just smaller than Veer. No, this is Raj Singh. Um, And uh, he's doing a promo. Now, if you had any doubt about, you know, maybe you can take my comments about Impact using me as a head booker as tongue-in-cheek, but uh, when he comes out here cutting a promo about infidels and slapping people, I mean, I... You know, what What more do I have to say, really? It's all there for you. Uh, and uh, this time, Scott Demore's on commentary, so even more wearing of headsets here for Scott Demore, out of character. Um, and, uh, you know, he says there's no update on D'Lo, which is weird, because, let's be honest, guys, like, if this was a match, what happened to D'Lo, he would have kicked out of it. So I don't really see what the big deal is. He should have just walked back out there, like, halfway through the show it, you know, selling his stomach or something. Done, done the Mick Foley where they stretch him out. And then he, oh my God, he's back. He's back. Yeah. He's back out here, guys. He, except instead of running and climbing a cage, he just runs and then sits down at the sits table. Sits down and puts the headset on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jonah is the opponent here for uh, 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 Raj Singh. And this is not an Iron Man match like Zicky and Moose. It's uh, It's pretty short also. 
Um, I just want you to know that uh, uh, Jonah's Tsunami is also brought to you by the King's Daughter. Uh, coming soon to probably a Walmart bin near you. Um, any thoughts on Raj Singh, uh, Scott DeMora commentary, Jonah, anybody? I kind of blame Quick and harmless. Quick and harmless. Uh, Colin, you started to say something? I, I blanked on this one. Like this, this one just went like this was, I was, I think I was playing it while I was coming in the house or transitioning into coming into here. <clears throat> Cause I don't remember Scott DeMore being on commentary. Uh, maybe it's just because I heard Tom the whole entire time. Uh, and then the Raj promo. It didn't last too long either. So he didn't even have time to say a lot of stuff. Can't say I blame you. Tom's pretty, he's got that, that way uh, he can just kind of pull you in and entrance you. Yeah. No, right. Yeah, no, and, I, and by entrance, right, you mean tune, you, you automatically tune him out. <laughs> I tuned everybody else out except for Tom. That's all I heard. Wow. Big, it's Tom time, huh? Tom time. Okay. It's, it's Tom, Tom time. time. Tommy Styles. That's why. Oh, was, my God. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for him to hit an oh, my God. Um, uh, Tom was on the most recent episode of Talking Shop. Did he do a character? No, he was there. Uh, Brian Myers was there. Uh, they, they must shoot these shortly after these. That'd have been the shoots. most boring talking shop that ever. Um, but it, it was neat to to kind of see Tom behind the curtains, like trying to be normal person Tom, but he still got like the I'm Tom Phillips radio voice, and he's like hanging out with the boys. Like, <laughs> I bet you he talks like that for a shoot. Just all no, the time. no, that's what I'm saying. His I think that is his real voice, but like yeah. he's. That I think, oh, I'm Tom Phillips. Like the, he's got that voice, like the the homeless guy with the golden voice. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, influence was uh, interrupted by decay. Oh, no, no. Uh, they didn't teleport in. They just walked up. So again, perhaps a little influence from Impact Attack. Maybe. But I, but we'll see if they teleport later. That's the thing. Uh, and this was interrupted by somebody calling for help on the other side of the door, um, because Eddie was laid out right on the other side of the door of this interview. So this would have been a thing where if they had had the interview from earlier with Matt and Chelsea here, and then we heard those noises and then we come back here later. And then that's when somebody finally finds Eddie, that would have worked uh, really good. But, uh, to your point, Colin, it might've just been, uh, an accident that uh, they left in um, because as nobody at impact is a Hameen media group producer of the year winner <laughs> or candidate, uh, they would not have removed that audio from these taped sessions here. They wouldn't have even known how, uh, but uh, I, I got uh, breaking news. I don't, I don't have a breaking news button, but, uh, but I do have this. That's the breaking news there. Um, uh, Kenny, the kendo stick is Okay. It just came through. Uh, I, I paid my $5 on Fightful Select. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp just told me that Kenny the Kendo Stick is, is going is, to gonna be okay. Eddie Edwards, not so much. <sighs> Edwards, not so much. That was That's the that breaking news moment here on your Impact <laughs> Attack. <laughs> well, if I really was the head booker of Impact, uh, Kenny would be in Eddie Edwards when they found him. Uh, so take take That's that a, for wait wait however you did, want it did you buy bulk lube from big ray's dildo emporium so that you could get it in there easily or did you not buy the lube just to save money well it's a kendo stick so what do you think 
I'm, what do you think I, I would do? I think you bought the loop. We're just going to go with that. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Uh, Ray needs the money. Help Ray out. Big Ray's still doing for you. Wrong. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, this was, uh, you know, it just really nothing noteworthy. Uh, it, it was, we got the influence and decay on here, which are fine, but they didn't, this was really just about fat Eddie. So kind of, and the guy calling for help sounded like he could have cared, couldn't care less. <laughs> like, Hey, get help. Hey, help. Yeah, that's, that's it's the worst bad. part about these, these like finding guys. He, not only do you have the guys sounding relatively disinterested, uh, and you've also got the whole, you know, uh, oh, it just happened five feet to the left of you uh, kind of thing happening. Uh, Labrad has a pertinent question. Uh, are we sure Kenny and Alicia are not the same person? Um, I have seen them in the same place at the same time. So that's the only reason I know that they're not the same person. But other than that, I would have to agree with you. We don't know. We wouldn't know. But she's got her own... Uh, Kendra, you know, so uh, we've seen all four of them in the same place at the same time. They can be accounted for. Um, I know that's question. kind of Wonder Twins thing that where she's like Wonder Twin powers, uh, form of kendo stick, <laughs> and she just turns into a kendo stick. Right. Well, maybe so. Uh, and that wouldn't be out of that wouldn't be off brand for Impact for somebody to have the. <laughs> Wonder Twin powers. Her and Eddie. Her and Eddie fucking touch fingers. Eddie turns into a uh, Philly cheesesteak. Yep. Form of a Philly cheesesteak. And then and then he eats himself. Uh, all right. So next. Somehow, somehow he's still fat. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Exactly. Well, he got fatter. He ate himself and got fatter. Um, Gresham is with Gia. Okay. Doing a little interview about... Uh, is he a part of this kind of thing? Is is where Burt Macklin comes in? Um, is he said he's he's grilling uh, Jonathan Gresham, and he actually makes like I like how they did this. Where even though he's a heel, he's making a point, uh, you know, an impact's favor. Like if you talk about you know um, Ring of Honor and your love for the company, can you really say that you're separate from these guys? Like he doesn't. He's planting the seed of doubt that. They're not all working together, and they're not splintered in in among Ring of Honor. So uh, I did like that, and um, but Jonathan Gresham didn't like it, and uh, you know you know what happens when you make a wrestler mad. He challenges you to a match next week. At least it wasn't a match tonight, uh, even though they had the graphics suspiciously quickly ready as they always do uh, for this match happening next week. At least uh, Jonathan Gresham didn't say we could do this right now, uh, and then that's the new main event. Well, or or it's it would have been like, all right, you have to fight Jordan Grace tonight for a chance to fight me. <laughs> and yeah, that's our, and that's our new main event for the Digital Media Championship. Burt Macklin, Digital Media Champion. That's that 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 has a much better ring to it than X Division Champion, doesn't it? <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh. So to continue with the Ring of Honor storyline, uh, Ian Riccoboni joins the desk because we are now ready for the main event. Uh, it is Deanna uh, putting her... Sorry, uh, Colin wants me to pause so that he can get his Deanna music, his virtuoso no, music. No, no, that's not it. Uh, do you think D'Lo is being written off the show 
as commentator, this is like the the way to write D'Lo off. D'Lo's like, ah, guys, I, I want to go out like this, right? They're going to write D'Lo off, and in comes Ian, because they seem to have pretty good chemistry on the call. We have Ian as as kind of the 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 color guy, and and Tom is your play by play guy, right? Would this well, not no, be? No, you have two play by play guys, but continue. yeah, but I. Th- I think I think uh, I think Ian could fill in as as the as the color guy there. Why not? He played he played well tonight. I just just with the invasion angle. It's not my preferred formula to have two play by play guys. Um, so I don't think that's what they're they should do. I definitely don't think that's what they should do. I don't know if that's what they're going to do uh, because look in the scenario you're laying out. The entire Ring of Honor crew would be the heels of the scenario, right? Like the heel company coming into the babyface company. Whoever is the company getting invaded is the babyfaces automatically. And guys like Ian Riccoboni just don't have heel. I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't be a heel, but like mm-hmm. it, then again, you're talking about phony pro wrestling again. Like, oh yeah, you're all heels now. You're all best friends in Ring of Honor and you're all heels. Uh, it just, I don't know, but we'll see. They might try something like that. I don't really see it though. I think they're just, as long as they're going to have, um, ring of honor talent competing and ring of honor sanction matches for ring of honor titles, they're going to bring in the ring of honor guys like Ian Riccoboni so he can help call the match and provide the backstory for the people that, you know, like me who have not seen Roxy, even though I've followed ring of honor up to a point. Uh, she's so new in Ring of Honor that I didn't even see her since I've been falling off of watching Ring of Honor. So um, the past few months, he needs to fill me in on some of the information, which he did. Like, for example, the fact that uh, she was trained by Booker T's school, uh, Reality yeah, of Wrestling. So that that explains a lot um, of what I'm about to say. So, so yeah, I just think it's they're just adding the Ring of Honor flavor in a more realistic way of like, Okay, you're going to compete on the show, so we'll have a little representation for you here, uh, which is cool. So it's belt versus belt in this match. Um, the AAA Reina de Reinas title, uh, and uh, sorry about the pronunciation on that, and then um, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 you Ring know, of Honor. Ring of Honor Championship. I was trying to think what, mm-hmm. what that was, even mm-hmm. though I just spent a bunch of time putting Ring of Honor over as being here as a as a guest company. Uh, all right. Um, I'll just say this, guys. The Prodigy nickname that Roxy has is extremely apt. She is good. What a fucking match this was. Um, this is one of the best matches I've seen since... So, uh, uh, one of the best non-Moose matches I've seen since... Uh, no, it's better than a lot of Moose matches, sorry to say. Not not Moose's fault, but just the matches he's had with the people he's had I them should, with. I should ban you right now. Don't ban, don't ban me. How dare you? I'm blaming a Moose's opponents. I'm blaming Moose's opponents. Okay, okay. okay. I'll take my finger off the button. Thank but, you. But Vet, just let me... Look, just don't... don't no, you need to do that for yourself because you're the one that had your finger on the button. Don't let it happen again, Vet, okay? Calm down. It's okay. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, they, they, they did, uh, stop it, stop it. Every, they did everything right in this match, both the women, like this is a women's really wrestling match. Uh, it's better. It's, it's just a good match. I'm not even qualifying it just that they're women, 
But I'm just saying that we see, for whatever reason, not no sexism involved here, just for whatever reason, we don't see a lot of women's matches up to the caliber of this. Um, Masha can... Uh, Masha can bring that intensity, um, but we really haven't seen her in a long, like a long competitive match to see what she can really do yet here in Impact. I mean, I the only other time I've seen her, I wasn't that impressed. But I like Masha in small doses. Um, I don't think Roxy's facials were bad. Uh, everybody slaps their legs, so I'm giving her a pass on that. Um, but it's it's those little things that you see like that you could only learn those fundamentals from uh, like a Booker T's, uh, you know what I mean? His kind of training, because he's not going to let people just go out there and do whatever move they want. They've got to get the basics over and you can really see that just in just things fans wouldn't see the fans wouldn't see this, but because they see so much wrestling, they're probably desensitized. Um, But it stands out to me, like the fact of how whenever she's like, for example, when Deanna feeds in for an arm drag, right? Um, Roxy comes in feeding back to the middle of the ring so that the bump can take place in the middle where it should. The middle is where a lot of the action, if not all the action, should happen if it's not specifically designed to be something in the corner or on the ropes or whatever. But like if it's just taking bumps, like bumping and feeding or doing a shine spot or something like that, that should be front and center for everybody to see right in the middle of the ring. So a lot of people, they're out of position with their footwork. They'll be too close to one side of the ring or, or whatever, or they'll be, their timing will be off and they won't make it back. Roxy was right there for everything, uh, feeding back for Deanna. And of course, Deanna's a pro. We don't have to say anything about Deanna, right? That, that, she wasn't the question mark in this match. Um, so for somebody as young as she is and been in the business a short amount of time as she is, Roxy's very impressive. Yeah, she can work on some stuff. Um, but uh but she's way ahead of where she should be at um and other things too like that i noticed like where the submission attempts um she's not just sitting there like <laughs> like waving her arms like a bug that got flipped on her back she's like trying to break the hole grab yeah she's trying to fight off she's trying to uh like or if you notice like when she's um when uh diana's coming at her when she's in the corner and instead of just sitting there in the corner trying to remember her spot, uh, Roxy's like kicking at her leg. Now, the the leg kick isn't going to do anything. She's just doing that to show that she's not just sitting there like an idiot waiting to get beat up. She's just showing that she has some life to her. And you'd be surprised how many people do not do that. Again, especially coincidentally, women. So I was really impressed with everything I've seen here, and I want to see a lot more. Um what do you guys have to add to this? Um, well, before Brandon goes, because I'm sure he's got some great notes, uh, I did, I did enjoy uh, Canada. Uh, actually, Buckshot Kid's not happy about her facials, but I have to agree with you, Vet. Um, I did notice um, when Diana would reverse her, she would immediately go straight into selling. The like it, she wouldn't take a second. She as soon as Diana rolled her over and she rolled up in her face where the camera could see her face, she was screaming in pain. She was her arms were back. She was doing like there was no hairbrushing going on to to sell the face. It was all everything there alive. She sold every time. Um, like you said, she this was a good match, and and I had never seen a Roxy match before. 
Um, and I knew she was trained by Booker T. I mean, you see it in, uh, I think, Bianca. Either Bianca's a, a Booker T guy or she's a Mark Henry guy. Uh, I, Mark, Mark Henry gal there. Don't recall her being in, uh, in Ember, Booker em, T's. Em, Ember Moon was. Ember Moon, yeah. that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. That's right, that's right. Ember Moon. I you think, can still I see think it with Bianca's Moon, a ground-up WWE product. I know. I think Mark Henry's the one that discovered mm-hmm. uh, Bianca. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, big big fan of that. All that stuff. Uh, I don't like again the facials. I mean, I don't know, bro. She's trying to she's trying to get Deanna over because she has to lose. So if you want to say it's overacting, okay. But I'd rather you oversell than undersell. Uh, at the, at the she, end of the she'd day, been working the arm the whole time too. So that's where you got the selling when she was putting right. her in those different arm holds and things like that. And she also didn't do a lot of things that you see other people do, like the Seth Rollins classic, uh, ow, my knee, my knee. Oh, let me just run up the turnbuckles and do a Phoenix Splash, ow, my knee. As long as you grab your knee, it's okay. You can do whatever you want jumping off your knee, but as long as you grab it, it's all fine. She didn't use her arm, her left arm, to do anything that she shouldn't have been able to do with it. And she even showed that she couldn't hold on to her move uh, because it put too much strain on her left arm. So, uh, yeah, can't put her over enough. It's one of the best women's matches I've seen. And again, it's also taking into account her age. That's the that's the real thing. Like mm-hmm. I would expect somebody that's been doing this ten years to be where she's at right now. Um, so imagine where she'll be in ten years if she sticks with this. Uh, so and a lot of people thought she was going to win here, especially having Diana lose to uh, Mickey James. In, in the fashion that she did, is that and she would go into this match and lose to Roxy and lose the the Reina's championship. Yeah. And and just one more thing before we go to Brandon, I just would like to also point out to Buckshot Kid that I don't want to hear about realism from the guy that likes Wrestle House. Okay, I don't ever want to hear talk about realism there. So I feel violently attacked. And Brandon, you should too. You like Wrestle House. Well, okay. you but you guys didn't you guys didn't complain about her selling right now, did you? Sure. So yeah, no. All right. No, we didn't. She's no Cora Jade, <laughs> according to Lab Rat. Let's get this lady a skateboard. Now her now before Brandon goes, because Brandon usually is the outfit person. We're saving it. We're we're loading Brandon up for the <laughs> we're shining Brandon up real nice for the comeback here. Uh episode seventy one, the comeback. <laughs> um she, her gear is uh, in inspiration of uh, AJ Lee. I did see her where she posted something about she does the plaid gimmick because AJ Lee uh, did the, the plaid gimmick. So she is, she is a historian of, of, of women's wrestling. <laughs> you know, that iconic AJ Lee gear that everybody remembers. Fuck off. Anyway, Brandon? <laughs> so I did enjoy how they built the comeback, how it was more of like a from the bottom up you know, fight from underneath build where she didn't get any moves in to start off. First, she was dodging stuff, and then it was build, climb, and then you had the big comeback into the finish. I like that. Um, one thing I noticed too is that Ray Wald sounds a lot like Disco Inferno on commentary, voice wise. <laughs> now that you say it, yes, yeah, very nasal. Uh... And it looks like an apparent babyface turn for him as well because he just ran in there, not caring about anybody's safety except, or well, except not his own safety. He basically threw himself in there to save Deanna and took an ass whooping for it. Yeah, that's 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 where he 
There's like five dudes in there. Yeah, I'm going to go in there and protect Deanna, but you already know you're going to catch an ass. <laughs> there's, there's no way you're making it out alive on that one. Right. Well, maybe he thought since they're all heels that they would they would leave him alone. Yeah. Hey, can we just team up, guys? Look, look. I I expected uh, Maria to jump to jump uh, Deanna. I was kind of surprised yeah, there here. wasn't that. It was it was Ray Walt taking the the beat down and and not kind of having Maria and and Deanna kind of cat fight there. In oh, the, that ma- that makes sense because in the in the positioning of you know the hierarchy of skills. Uh, Diana would kill Maria Canellas, so it wouldn't make sense for even after a match for Maria to attack her because Diana would fuck her up. She's not really a wrestler; she's more the manager character, yeah. right? So you, you wouldn't want uh, Bobby Heenan to go over on the Ultimate Warrior after he beats Rick Rude, right? Uh, so that's why they Maybe. didn't do that. But she also just powdered out real quick once, <laughs> once uh, the Drama King got his beat down. She's like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here," and uh, that's a good heel move too, like. You know, serve him up and let me make my escape because you don't know what these guys are going to do to me. Uh, obviously, it's impact, right? Nobody's safe. She's not safe just because of her gender. So, like, they definitely would beat up a woman in impact, no problem. So she got out of there, and, and that made sense. Uh, I did think of something um, that was like one little mistake in the match that they made real quick before we uh, talk a little bit more about the after angle. Um, is remember ladies this is uh like a rope break like when you touch the ropes that's a break there was a spot where they kicked off to continue the uh, submission hold or whatever and they went in t- they went into like a reversal real quick after that but technically still um if you touch the ropes that's a break and the referee should break them up even though you couldn't do that uh because that would ruin the momentum of the finish but the way to get around that is just don't touch the ropes you know, that's just how you do it. You don't step out of bounds. Like Steph Curry doesn't just step out of bounds and shoot a three pointer. It doesn't count. You stepped out of bounds. So just, just that's the one little, little thing. And then, so yeah, like you guys all, we all talked about, um, you know, the ring of honor guys make their last, you know, run in, beat up the drama King. Swamat comes out to try to fight them off. They're the only guys that didn't get jumped in the back. They get left laying, um, no refs this time. No three referees. To, they were chased mm-hmm. off by three referees earlier, but those referees do not come back here. No security still. Guards! Um, guards! Vinny, Vinny Marsalia, also barefoot. Um, and I'm Matt Taven is the worst catchphrase that has ever existed <laughs> in the history of catchphrases. I just want to say that. Be a Melvin. I'm going to be if If that makes me a Melvin, then damn it, I'm a Melvin. And proud uh, of it. That's right. Uh, that is just just saying oh. your name is not. That's not a catchphrase. I'm sorry. Well, this bot does not appreciate whatever you just said. Now that's a catchphrase. That's a catch. That's that, that's that's a that says I'm not. That says I'm Matt Taven, in a bot. I see. I well, am. That's Chris just Taven. as bad of a catchphrase. Um, yeah, and and Lab Rat says wrestlers. We need more wrestlers. It's like. Yeah, nobody else was interested in sticking up for Impact. Uh, yeah, like, that's one of those things. Like whenever you see these invasion angles, people are s- suspiciously missing at any given time. So we know else, Moose but, took yeah, off, where, but, where but who champions? else is back there though? Vit who who else is? So let's see: Saban? Black Tarus and Crazy Steve, Chris uh, Saban, Chris Saban uh, jo- Josh Alexander, Jonah. Where's Jonah? Where's Bert? Trey. 
Where's uh, Hikuleu? <laughs> uh, he's a New Japan Strong. That's where's where's Finn Juice? Oh, they're gone forever. They'll never be back. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, where's everyone? That's where is that's everybody? the thing. So when you do that, when you do the invasion angle, it, it's this is where you have to like really. Where's Dixie? Yeah, where's Dixie? <laughs> where's Dixie? We already did the table spot tonight with Delo, so <laughs> we have no need of a Dixie. How much money uh, come back? Betty comes back with aces and eights, right? So, right. so yeah, these are the questions that we have. But overall, like even though we still have those little realism issues here, if you notice, if you go back and and look over the period of time that we've been covering this show, um, some of these issues have been slowly addressed, and more even to the point of all of this that we didn't really talk about. The show starting with Hard to Kill and with these subsequent tapings like has felt more dynamic and different. It felt very stale uh, before. Um, even though there would be like the Impact Zone or then they'd go to Sam's Town or whatever, even though those are different locations, they felt very stale and it felt very, you know, processed and definitely taped and phony. This had a more of a live feeling, even though it was taped. It just, something about the production, more camera angles, like switching, you know, uh, back and forth to different angles. Right, Brandon? Yep. Also felt like a little bit of crash TV into it too, where it was like going to the next segment, to the next segment, or is this segment flowed into the next one, flowed into the next one, flowed to the next Have one. Good flow to it. Yeah, so that's one of the keys for your wrestling TV. You have to not spend too much time on any one thing uh, and not just have like long matches or whatever. You got to get short, 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 medium, maybe, and then short, short, medium. You know, that's kind of what you want to do. You want the long matches that get paid attention to. That's what your pay per view is. You're selling the fights, you're selling the fight card, but you have to get people interested. And you can't keep them interested if you have it, anything go too too long. That way, if it's bad, it's not bad for long. And if it's good, it leaves you wanting more. So there's no drawback to keeping things uh, short and rapid fire. Yeah, maybe uh, as like, long as they make sense. Yep, and maybe like one or two pay-per-view quality matches on the show that we'd be like, hey, this is what you're going to get more of when you order the pay-per-view. Right. And those can be main events. And see, every the pay-per-views, to avoid the pay-per-views being super long and three hours and three hours plus, you you can lead angles to finish on the go-home show that won't make the pay-per-view. So you can have a match blow off on the last impact or the last two impacts uh, because not everything needs to be on the pay-per-view. So, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have angles just for TV that pay off on TV and then other angles that pay off in a big match. So recognizing who your players are and which ones of those you want to do, that's a thing that every wrestling company can work on, not just Impact. But what I see is Impact taking steps. And same way AEW's taking steps. They both have a long way to go, but at least if you're walking in the right direction, they'll get there eventually, hopefully. Um, so I, I'm, I'm glad to see that. Now, the next thing I would say they, they need to get rid of um, is the weird accent lighting that they've had We've I've been complaining about it since day one. It's really noticeable, especially in the thing with uh with uh Matt and Chelsea. They had like it looked like these little spotlights that were shooting up like this red and yellow. It looked like a like a bic lighter or whatever, <laughs> just just up on the wall, just this random ugly gray wall. And they're doing it because the wall's gray and ugly and not that cool looking. So they're trying to like 
spice it up with a little accent lighting, but the accent lighting looks shitty too. I just just get rid of that and like fuck it. I don't care. Put a giant king's daughter curtain up if you have to, but <laughs> don't do these weird little lighting things. They just look so like that takes the realism out of it. If you're trying to go for realism where you got a guy with a handheld camera as Morrissey busts in the back door to start the show, like then don't then don't have the lighting in that same room be like a weird blue color that barely exists on earth, you know? You just don't nobody would ever look like that. Something else too the way they could have shot it too is like somebody saying, Hey, get your camera, Morrissey just came in and he's starting shit. Right. Right. Something, anything, but I'll, I'll settle for the color being gone. Just take the colors out. Take the weird accent lighting out. At least they finally got rid of the background music, says Buttshot Kid. Yeah, they did that a while ago, and that's all thanks to the impact attack. That's why I'm going after the lights next, because I know that's something they will change. And that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. Brandon, this you got was, anything else? This may have... I, Pretty sure this may have been my favorite episode of Impact uh, since I've been on the show. Me too. Even if they changed nothing at all about their show and it was the same old stuff, but they had that match, it's still going to be my favorite episode. That Tom Phillips making it a bit. I mean, oh wait, who's Tom Phillips? Tom 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 New Name uh, making it a uh, a great show, I, I believe, because I, I listened to half of it and I felt like it was a good show just from the commentary. Now they're putting it over. And then I watched the last half, and the last half was really good. Just keep Matthews out of there. That's all I can say. Um, uh, vet, here, let me, uh, let's get a vet reacts here. Uh, let me see if Uh-oh. I can, uh, see if I can pull this up here. Uh, this is Roman Reigns, uh, breaking character, uh, at the end of a WWE live event. Um, how do you feel about him doing something like this? I can't hear it. Can't hear it. Hang on. Is it muted? Hang on. Let me go back. Producer of the year, everybody. Vote for it. I didn't hit share audio. Can you hear it now? Take two. No? No. That's weird. Okay. I'm going to have to give up on that. Well, it's not not playing. playing, so I can't hear it if it's not playing. Yeah, not you, coming through. Yeah, that's weird. Okay, so it's not going cross-platform for some reason. Ugh. But it's basically him uh, coming out of character and telling everyone, hey, I thank you for coming out, you know, blah, 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 in the pandemic, and da 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 and, you know, like being sensitive Roman and being like a face and, you know, selling for the crowd. Like what, like kind of what the the Bullet Club do or the Bucks do at the end of AEW tapings, they all come out and they, they do a little 15-minute, like, hanging out with the fans in the ring, right? Like, I know they can't pick this up on the audio only, but I'm rolling my eyes really hard right now. <laughs> uh, it's fine if you come out and say that stuff if you disguise it as your heel promo. Like, he should be saying, like, you all made the right decision to come out here and acknowledge me. You know, like you can thank them in a dickish way so that the, you know, they get what you're saying, but you're not out of character. 
Um, you know, I know in this pandemic, it's hard to, to come out here and acknowledge me, and I appreciate you. Yeah, but but you did, for, for and you should have. Me. You should have, and you did. Yeah, and and uh, Buckshot Kid again is right. The WWE's always done stuff like that after a show, and I've always disagreed with it whenever they have, unless you just have the baby faces do that. Um, but to have Roman do it, really no point in it unless you do it like I said, where he does it in a backhanded way. So I'm totally fine with whatever message you want to send the people home with as long as you do it in character. You know? Like, just basically do it in character. I don't know if they have any baby faces left in the company that can go out and do that. It's, you know, kind of a oops all heels crunch berries situation over in the WWE, so... Uh, Matt Riddle, yeah, yeah, right. He probably wasn't there. Um, yeah, but even if Matt Riddle did it, he wouldn't break character. He'd be like, "All you bros, you came out, you supported me and Rand." Yeah, that's because that's who he is. Yeah, he would do that, so you wouldn't even have to worry about him going out of character. So he would do that. Like I said, I'm fine with it. Just do it the right way. Um. But who gives a shit? Wrestling's phony. We all know. We have nothing in common. That's right, Randy. That's right. right. Well, uh, Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you at, sir. You can find me at all the social media platforms. It's mainly on Twitch at Miss Tia the Transarchist. Uh, Looks like Saturdays are going to be our usual go-to for sure on streams. As far as what it's going to be exactly, not sure. Um, so, just depends on how the night goes. Read with Twitch.tv. And, and Vet, where can they find you at? Um, well, you know, at this point, Opinion Haver Everywhere should be uh, burned into everyone's brain. Um, so go ahead and follow me wherever you like. Uh, it's a good follow. I'm not going to tweet a bunch of stuff that's going to make you mute me or anything like that. I'm pretty quiet on there, even when I'm being directly assaulted. Uh, so uh, go right ahead. And um, you can definitely find me every week, besides obviously on the Impact Attack, obviously, because I have a head booking job to uphold. Um, and uh, with my headphones on, 100% of the time. Uh, and you can also find me at the Next Level uh, Wrestling Review, where you just never know who's going to pop in. Um, uh, Big Ray's trying to ambush me a bunch of times, so that's pretty entertaining. Uh, he got me with Bill After before, and he also got me with uh, Big Vito um, on the Light the Fuse. Uh, had Big Vito do a call in, so uh, check him out there and at all his stuff, Big Vito brand. Um and, uh, yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere on HMG, and be sure to vote for me in all the categories whenever, uh, hopefully, uh, RBV gets well soon. Get well and, soon, RBV. And he'll, and he'll get the, uh, the Hammy Awards uh, voting organized uh, so that all you guys can... Uh, but you can, all, you can all go to Twitter and go to the Hami Media Group account, which you all follow, and you can definitely just write in your votes. Write in me. Write in Colin, write in Brandon, write in Big Ray, write in whoever you think deserves a hammy right now, regardless of the category. Uh, you can just put our name and a number of how many hammies you think we should win. Um, and that should work. Uh, so, Handies, uh, where? Huh? Handies, where? Yeah. 
Hammies, hammies. No, no, not, not handies, Brandon. Hammies, hammies. Right. I mean, they, the trophies are hands, and whatever you do with your trophy once you get it, that's <laughs> your own personal thing. But yeah, um, the I, hand immortalized in bronze, uh, just like Raj Singh was talking about in his promo. Uh, uh, I've had the, uh, the the scrolling down at the bottom of the screen the whole show. I've kind of updated it throughout the show. Uh, I just recently updated it. I had I had everyone that you could vet vote for vet for newcomer of the year, but I recently changed who should be newcomer of the year and it's coming up. So uh make sure you write that in. Uh French Spider Man for newcomer of the year, I mean media group and send vet. We're still gonna send vet. With, with one with one appearance versus my nine hundred appearances this past year in twenty twenty one, uh Spider Man. I, th- I still think it's a neck and neck race. Uh, one's in the chat. Uh, if if you're if you prefer French Spider Man, two's in the chat. If you prefer the vet, and while while you guys tally your votes, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, hit you with my uh, socials. You can find me at Colin Weissong on Twitter at Facebook. Uh, at Colin Weissong on Instagram at Colin Weissong and you should uh you can also find me tomorrow or today uh tomorrow if you're in in vets time zone if you're in tomorrow, no it's today now oh it's today now oh it is okay well it is oh, today yeah. it is Tuesday 7 30 p.m eastern standard time over at twitch.tv backslash the a show uh we will uh it'll be April going solo as uh Aaron is uh MIA and uh no telling what we're gonna talk about and uh, and then catch us in February for uh, that's right the ridiculously random podcast ridiculously random podcast now Big Ray talks about the random top five this is the theme song here for the random top five. It's totally ridiculous. Totally random. It's now the time for our top five, for our top five. It's now the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? It's pretty awesome. It's now the time for our top five, for our top five. It's now the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's catchy. Then you fade it out. (laughs) Strangler Steve makes one tweet, and you come out of retirement and do a whole other show. We can't even do this show at a reasonable hour. I'm offended. <laughs> we are doing it at a reasonable hour, Vet. It's always well, it's, it's always the middle of the afternoon somewhere on Earth. So, so Vet, it looks like uh, now that we have the uh, the votes tallied here. Before we get out of here, uh, we've got Canada Spaceman with a one, uh, Lizbeth with a two. So, so one one for Vet, one for French Spider Man. We we. Uh, Lab Another Rat one for me. Vet all of them. Uh, Another one for me with Buckshot because I'm the Law and Order uh, of the because show. Because he seems. Do you like? Do you like Law and Order? Now, which one? Do you like the new one where they brought back Stabler? I don't watch Law and Order. That's what old people. That, that's why Raw has any ratings at all because old people fall asleep watching Law and Order and it just stays on. So otherwise, Raw would have zero people watching it. So, so Labrat earlier said vet for all of them, but apparently he is down with one. So that's two. I think his finger slipped for French Spider Man and two for vet now. Um, Wait, nobody has no, a two nobody with a two. So vet narrowly wins out here. 
uh to to beat french spider-man so everyone i need to change the banner here uh, i told you it was neck and neck me, even though he change, had one one versus change 900 the, change the fucking banner again God. i just have to uh i just have to step my game up you know i can't i can't let the people that chose me down <laughs> I, have, I have to uphold uh the greatness for the people that voted for french spider-man and get them on my side Yeah, Law and Order is today's versions of Matlock. Yep, Here we 100%. Go. All right, I updated it for you, Vet. Just wait for it to scroll by as we listen to... Manaman. There we go. Just for you. Instead of French Spider-Man, vote for the Vet. Vet, Vet, Vet. For newcomer of the year, but do you enjoy your uh, your your intro? Really, look, so look, Big Ray's not listening. You can be be truthful and honest with us here. I'm always honest. I know. I know you. You said that you you didn't ask for it, but but I but I know you can tell us. Tell us. Uh, to be honest, it's really flattering. Like I like that he goes to that extra effort as a producer, which is why he may be worthy of some of your votes. Um, I don't know. Colin couldn't get the YouTube clip audio to play, so I don't know if you really <laughs> want to vote for him. But um, then again, you know, it's, it's all subjective. So, you know, impact attack right now. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, to answer your question, I I like the song. I like that he made it. But I'm a simple guy. I don't need a lot of flash and sizzle. Um, I, I would just be fine without it. But Big Ray really likes, like, he likes to entertain you guys with the stuff that he does, whether it's the backgrounds that he makes that I'm sure a lot of people that, if they are listening to audio only, never even see, or when he wants to bring people on the show or have interesting topics to talk about besides wrestling. Like, real, Ray really is has a lot of fun with his creativity on the show and I I uh, on the show I play a character that is exhausted by that uh, but I really do appreciate it like as a shoot so um, even though I never would ask for a theme song for myself Ray would insist and he would just wear me down and he is exhausting that way so I just yeah, very, very yeah. but it, it's in the best way possible so I know he's going to listen to this anyway regardless of whatever he's doing eventually he's going to listen to it he always does because if I say anything even remotely uh, about Big Ray, then he sulks at me uh, the next time that we talk. So you said nice things. Okay. I did. Yeah. I did. He has to and be I meant them. He's, he's gonna like give you a handy. I mean a hammy live on air. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been your impact attack for the vet and Brandon. I am Colin. We will see you next week. Peace. <laughs>